0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
1: leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
0: This is
1: Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is
0: Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night, Thanks. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here
1: with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? james what is going on i am chilling um i am some more pack has has arrived uh more more of the mcmahon variety um and yeah we've got a lot to talk about so we might as well just just get straight into it um yeah man vince mcmahon um yeah man it You know, we, we did breaking news audio Friday night. If you guys haven't heard it, check it out. I'm very proud of that show. Felt like we were preparing for that show for years so we could do it in the drop of a, (laughs) do it in the drop of a dime. Um, yeah, man. And the, you know, the fallout from that, the way it was framed as a retirement and all this stuff. Completely went up in smoke. If people didn't realize that was bullshit last week when we said it was bullshit, they for sure uh, know it now. So I don't know if they need to tell themselves it's a retirement to make them feel better. But they discovered that this man had got $14 million, $14.2 million, I believe, um, of the WWE money it was like missing and not accounted for. Um, people have gone to jail for less. Um, uh, there <laughs> like he he was you know we all wondered if it was company money and oh yeah it was for sure company money this was a quit or be fired situation this was a you need to go or we will make you go uh, this was so many different situations like that like they didn't even let him stay on as a puppet like it was um uh the the dude in, in the wire like the, the police commissioner uh you know i forgot what the fuck his name was the black dude uh, starts. I can't remember. Is yeah, I can't one? remember. But at the end, they basically keep him on. They're like, "Yeah, and then you can go quietly." Vince McMahon chose to go quietly, like a bitch.
0: It wasn't Colvin, was
1: it? It was Colvin. No, no, no. It wasn't Colvin. It was a person above Colvin. Correct. Ugh, Somebody will get us in. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pull. Yeah, go to the wikia page for for a wire and scroll through all that to, to come back with the with that answer. Um. But, yeah, 14, was it 14.6? The tax man, yes, the tax man coming to get you. Fourteen IRS, if you will. Wow. Um, and I, from what I heard from Meltzer, like, they're not sure whether, like, that 14.6, of like, that's already, like, the 12 million that's already been talked about, or if that's, like, other money, we don't know. All we know is, for sure, is this man has spent, like, Eight figures on keeping it on the low after this man has done something inappropriate at the workplace. Um, it, it boggles the mind how how many more of these we'll, we'll learn about over the next, uh, you know, weeks, and months and years. Um <sighs>
1: And Vince is going to be gone from the board of directors over this. Like he's not coming back. If anybody was holding on to some weird hope that he'd be back in a year when everything quieted down, no, that is that is not the case. Uh, I don't know how you bring uh, a person back into the fold with this on their record. Um, and it it has gone really bad, really quickly uh, for Vince and. There's rumors that another Wall Street Journal story will drop this week. Of course, HBO Real Sports I'm is coming Friday. And, and they are not playing. Um, Letero Negro says NXT was hamsterdam. down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brew Haven, eight figures for Coochie is nuts. Um,
0: <laughs> All right. I got to get like the, the settings because like, hold on. Uh, hide offensive language. Turn that off. <laughs> Descri- <laughs> enable uh, off, turn that whole thing off, I need to see, yeah alright, now yes. now we're cooking, because I was like what did he say, because I'm trying to use context to try to figure out process elimination of what he possibly said, yeah uh, yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> we win it now. Yeah, um, so
1: uh, also Lutero Negro brings up a good point, which I wanted to touch on too, Vince could have got he said Vince could have got some good good for a couple hundred thousand, but he wanted to buy what wasn't for sale and a lot of this comes down to um, they, people wonder, like, why couldn't Vince McMahon just go do it the legal way, find an escort, do whatever if he wanted to get his rocks off, spit some game in these streets? Correct. I'm sure Vince McMahon could have could have come up with something to say uh, to 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 a woman, but um, this wasn't about the women. This was about the power behind it. This was about him assuming that he could just get away with it. And I hate to say the women are secondary to that because they're not like, obviously, but the the thing isn't no one likes to 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 fuck like that much or whatever. Like, no, this isn't about sex. This isn't about anything. This is about, yo, he thinks he can do something. The the thrill of doing that. And there happened to be people affected by it in the process. And uh, this guy, like if it like when I was talking on Friday, talking about the the owner of Fightful that was talking about all this, you know, the, the Vincent man created wrestling. I wouldn't be here stuff and all that other stuff is like, I can't. Take anyone serious? Doing the flowers, um, doing the the will miss Vince stuff. Like I can't, can't do this. Like I, I I refuse to do it. I refuse to engage in it. Um, And I, I might outright like turn hostile um, if (laughs) if people like continue to try to do this. Like save that for when Vision Man dies, and then even if that,
0: even if that, even then that's the minimum it's so very misguided and it's like no one it feels like we we as a collective that are on the internet and see all these news stories from different um different like sectors of life in 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 an entertainment industry all together and see like these same mis- these same mistakes being made like when we find out people do terrible things like this and it's like I I I live I live through R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky, and all that stuff over the last decade or so, right? Or decade plus, like is Sandusky's like two thousand eleven, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how many times do you have to see people important people? In important places that are part of the fabric of certain institutions fall in these ways and you still go down this line of talking in this way about these people. Uh and it's like i my patience gets thinner and thinner with every time somebody has this kind of fall, whereas like I had this person that has this, some indelible memory. Hulk Hog is another perfect example of this, right? Where like I've had I had these memory Memories of, of what they've done for me, and where would I be, and what it you know means for my identity is like I'm sorry, like you mentioned, this man is not your dad. Like in the same way of that, taking the little offspring of that is like you are who you are, and you don't need to have a fucking identity crisis right now, and like. Like you mentioned, like he's not like he's some type of like, um, part of your support structure, like like it, I had like, a
1: friend that was that that was having these feelings. I was like, bro, like like you, I was like, you would you'll be a like a success in your profession, whether like like this man didn't help you with that, like <laughs> like no matter what it feels like, right? I almost uh, felt like I was talking him off
0: the ledge, right? It, it, yeah, and I was privy to that conversation, and I I just like. What this person, you feel, did for you is what they did for you. That doesn't separate the terrible shit they did, right? Like, this is, I mean, we were just talking about fucking Benoit and uh, and Jordan Grace just like two, three weeks ago. And it's the same thing when people were like, this person was my favorite wrestler and blah, 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 blah. And this person made it to WrestleMania and WrestleMania 20 and that moment with Eddie and all that shit. And it's like, this person... Handily murdered his wife, and, and then like, and then there's like a sucker, like fucking murdered his his kid, and then like after viciously killing both of them, he killed himself in a in a in a, the a less torturous way than he could have. And it's like, hey man, like I I, I really don't have much time. Like only only a feeling I really have for for that is like that was horrible. I feel bad that I ever liked this person to begin with. But, like, the part where it's like, I, you kind of have, you, you start doing, like, talk about, like, the good. is like, there's, I don't really want to hear that right now. Like, how about you focus on this bad? Oh, you, oh, it never is going to come up? Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and, that, it, it, like, that's ultimately what it comes down to, when it, what it feels like to me is, like, most of the people that are doing this is not, is, like, they are not ready to let go. And it's like, I got to say, if you ain't ready to let go of this, what are, what are you willing to let go of? <laughs> Like, what is your? Where is your? Where is your sense of morals? Where is your sense of code? Like, where is your sense of humanity? Where is your sense of empathy for the victims?
1: Because yeah, you don't it, know them, they don't
0: matter. Okay, great. I guess that, like, I, I guess that speaks for what your code is.
1: It, it's so just mind-boggling. Like how fast all this stuff happened, too. Yeah. Like these stories came out, and it was like all the the like. <laughs> the, the the facilitation of Stephanie leaving the company and then coming back to the company as a interim person for Vince like remember like Vince initially stepped down and then was like oh yeah well he's still going to be in charge of creative and all that it was like they thought that they were going to be able to like let this like blow over and mm-hmm. let them still hang around and then it was like the more they looked into it it was like ain't no way out Vince like, like it was like Cleo getting out the car. It was like, it's too many cops out here. They got too many bullets. Like you about to go down in front of this car. Like you can either pick to light your cigarette up like he was doing to walk out the last couple of weeks. He lit his cigarette up. And then over this weekend, like he sent that tweet out. He sent out the Variety article, the press release. And that was him just like taking the bullets mm-hmm. like there. He knows what it was like and, and fire the pack up. His old ass is out of here. Yeah, and
0: I—I mean, gone. Yeah, like you mentioned, like I got—I got you know another story for that. Like he was trying to hold on. He asked. He was asking people around, like you know, politically, asked people like his uh people he got in his trenches, and he was like, like, what is my prognosis? And like eventually, enough people had to tell had to tell him he had no chance. (laughs) <laughs> he had no chance in hell. All right, so that's, now that we're, I guess we're appropriately finished with this saga, or this episode, which is going to turn into a multiple-part series. Like, this might be, like, a feature podcast, like, section of the podcast, like, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, and that could be, like, a, a yearly edition of following, like, the Vince, I don't even know what to call it. Like, yeah, the like, Retirement Division like- Man, the Vince sex pest like episodes escapades whatever so yeah um might have to
1: um might have to do the clips like (laughs) for for these how we we did the cody stuff so oh um, god yeah yeah. Um, uh what a year um but the only person that was like you know they threw all the switch-ups like looking at it was like well who's gonna run this thing like mm -hmm. who's gonna be you know whatever and it's like well who's the only person that's ever, like, kind of had training <laughs> to do it there? Um, and it comes down to that Triple H today, uh, after being named as Head of Talent Relations, is going to be doing uh, the Head of Creative for WWE. Yeah. So, he yeah. has two jobs now. So, uh, yeah. no one seems to, to, like, think about that. But,
0: um, yeah, mean, man, so – well. If, if Vince had croaked before 2021, this what this is what he would have had. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Vince McMahon was definitely better off dying
1: than all this stuff.
0: I, well, who's to say? Well, I don't know if this actually, like, if this, are do you think this doesn't come up if he's dead?
1: He never has to, like, reconcile with it. And like he doesn't go out in shame,
0: like it'll all come out after he's gone, so it don't matter. Right. He does seem like the person is like, whatever happens after I'm going, I don't care. He does absolutely seem like that kind of person. Um. So yeah. Uh. But as far as Triple H, like, this is the job. Like if Vince had went on, this is what he would he would have been the head of um town relations, and he would have been the head of creative. Um right now he still has Pritchard with him. Uh we haven't heard a word of was ha- whatever is gonna happen with the production side, but like I mentioned last week, there's been overwhelming like uh speculation that like Triple H and Stephanie ever got a hold of this shit. Like Dunn and his people are gonna be shipped out and NXT people are gonna be shipped in. Um who knows when it when you know, we we talked about the soft uh I think we talked about the soft um relaunch. Yeah, on, on the air, uh, on, on the Friday emergency episode, but uh, yeah, I I don't have any idea when it's going to happen, but there's you know, if he's going to be at the head, and he's actually at the head of this, and like, throughout the day, it seems more and more apparent that like this is actually going to be his show, I am not going to watch, I am going to uh, listen to hit my ear to it, and find out when, when like the changes start coming, and, and what this looks like, and like, um, me and Rich all throughout the day we're talking about um, our, I guess, confidence or lack thereof in valid reasons for and against uh Triple H and Triple H is by no means a perfect Booker. Uh, I think over the last decade he's one of the better bookers we've had. Um, in pro wrestling, um, I think that your you know your your point that you always made is like it's very valid. It's like. He never had to. Um, he never had to keep the same roster for two, three, four, five years, um, and like, there's definitely something to that. I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm interested to see how that goes when like he's the person that knows when the end of the line is for certain talent, and is not at the whims of, you know, his 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 his, his, his father-in-law fucking with his roster. At constantly has things set in motion. And I was like, "Nope." Kairi saying, Io, Joshi uh match on Takeover." Not having that, pulling her out to be a Kabuki warrior. uh We just made, <laughs> we just made uh War Machine the tag team champions of NXT. Nope, they're the Viking Experience now. Yoink! Street Profits just won the belts. Nope, they're about to show up with the belts on uh the main roster. Even though, like, we just took your previous champion that was. The War Machines! Like, so, it's... It's it's always gonna... We're finally going to see, like, what this all is gonna look like. I think the idea of a actual, like... Um, a person that actually is uh, aware of all of the systems, aware of all the talent, aware of where everything is, and have an actual solid vision is going to work out for the best, even if it's, like, not necessarily the smoothest, but, like, the idea that, like, you basically on, like, your developmental slash college, uh, sh- show, right, you do this, people get over an X, Y, and Z, and then, like, Vince just looks at a, probably like a, probably like a fucking 8x10 of someone, and says, or looks at the screen, and is like, look at those muscles, bring them up, and what did you, what was he doing, let me watch one episode of what he was doing on, on, on Hunter's show, and then, it turns into whatever the fuck, like, they got... You know, Eli Drake, uh, who was LA Knight on NXT, and like, Eli or LA Knight was like, he was more or less what he was on the Indies, and like, he was having decent matches, and he's he's always been a very good talker. And then they bring him up, and he's, was it Max Dupree? And he's like the head of a scouting, of, of like a male modeling thing. It's like, wh- what? How do you go
1: from the that to that? male models?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I I just like the idea of it's going to be actually one vision, and we're going to see. And I quite frankly like it's not necessarily my confidence in Triple H as much as it is my confidence that like if there's not if I've always believed that like there's one person fucking up all those people there can't be that many goddamn dummies making six figures that are that, that are in control of this shit. There's, I just don't believe it. I just can't believe that like I can see. One fucking guy who happened to be the, the father or the, the son of a multi-billionaire say, Hey, I've been fantasy booking uh in notebooks and on laptops for years. Let me go ahead and uh put this shit together and then like have AEW and then see and then see what that is and say like in the main roster for WWE's like it ain't even gotta be as good as that. Can it just be competent? Like we don't think that, like, we can't get a a, 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 a a team of monkey, of a monkey rider team to just be competent. So that's why, that's why I'm confident is, like, does that be better? And you, and you agree to, you even agree to this. Like, does that be better? Like, better than what? The, the hell? Not even the floor hell? <laughs> yeah,
1: like, like, because, like, how I land, like, I always land on anything is up. From Vince. Right. I just think there were a lot of questions that people weren't asking about this. Like it was just so nostalgia of how much they liked NXT Black and Gold from like 2014 and 2018. And they didn't think about the after part portion of that. And I was like, well, he's fresh off that pacemaker still. Mm. Um, and now he's doing five hours a week live, first mm. run. And I think it's fair to say he struggled with two. Every week, um, and his peak, like the, the the best of him, was like a one hour taped show format that peaked in quarterly five match shows. And mm-hmm. he has way more people to handle now. He has um, like you know the longtime tenured veteran roster that were there with uh, his early NXT people, the mid tier or the mid times NXT the later NXT and then he's going to start making room for the new people. And as you mentioned, like when does he find the end of the line uh, with some people will be interested in. um, and you know, NXT was a weapon to uh, like, like in its entire existence, it was built to combat your ring of honors, your new Japan's and people that watched up outside of WWE. I don't necessarily think that that booking is going to uh, be the way he books raw and SmackDown and, but i always land back on the point of it's going to be up from vince like (laughs) like and and i'm just like oh all right like we'll see um you know because like like we've we've actually like i was going through old messages like we started talking about you know the babyface track record today we've actually had that conversation before like maybe like a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. um and it's just like I, 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 you know, when people lose the championships, I, I got, you know, I, I'm wondering like what he'll do with them. And, um, it, it's a lot like, and, and will he look at talent like the, the same way he did in NXT and there's like, you know, the, will he miss on people? And of course the answer well, to that is, is, is of yeah. course, yeah, you'll miss on somebody, but like, um, There's you know a lot that Triple H you know like people assume that there was just a lot of stuff, but like I I seem to remember him pushing the hell out of Karen Cross, so like there could be some of that in there too. So, um,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I I just think that, uh, I personally think that given the things that we heard about NXT written or whether else, I think Michael Cedric wrote that NXT. Developmental Hell book or whatever. And like a lot of it came down to is like he was, he was actually doing what Vince should have done, where it was like treat or hire a team and actually put them in place to do their job instead of micromanaging everything and ripping up scripts and have she have a shit planned out. And obviously, like you mentioned, it's easier to take three or four shows and let it run out. But like the idea where even at its worst with NXT before they, they had that first NXT wave of cuts in 2000 uh, of last year in the summer. Like they were still saying, Hey, next week we have these two or three matches. Two weeks from now, we have one match already to build anticipation. We haven't seen that on the main roster since like 2016 SmackDown when they had uh Ryan Ward uh, uh, at the time at the helm of uh, that SmackDown riding team. Mm-hmm. Like it's, can you do the simple fucking things? Like, like, this, like this is hard. This this is like re- booking wrestling continuously is hard. But like the found, but like the structure in place. If he just follows the structure, he do not even got to turn his brain on to be like, yeah, bro. Like I need you to go out here and do a and up, like a Kenny Hangman level story or a Eddie Kingston Jericho level story. Like, can you just simply? keep the fucking lights on and tell people what they're going to see next week to, to get them to tune in with a fun match or two. And then can you give them something to look forward to in two weeks and build that is it's going to be a promo. It's going to be a debut. It's going to be whatever it is like, and then go from there. And also like in the, like we talk about with um, WWE often in the Vince era, especially at the last, the last few years It's like, you know what your schedule is because you know that Russ, that, that Wumble is on like the last Sunday of January. WrestleMania is in the first Sunday of April. SummerSlam is usually in like the middle of August. Survivor Series is like the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I know this schedule by heart. Yeah, there's some changes here and there, but mostly you fit those four in, and you throw like money in the bank in the summer somewhere, Hell in a Cell in the fall somewhere, or they changed it recently. But like you know, like all of these pay per views basically are like ten of the twelve or whatever else are like the same every single year on rotation. How do you keep getting fucking blindsided by the fact, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's this is like there, you're always this, this,
1: running up that hill,
0: right, right. Like all you, it's not that hard. Have a plan. Know what the big shows are. Have an idea what match you want, matches you want to do from there, and then like sit there and collaborate effort with the writers to come up with some cool or whatever else. And and like delegate and take the credit when the shit doesn't go bad.
1: Um. However, I do not want any. I want no parts of that global localization shit that he was trying to pull. With NXT and the maps and all that stuff, like, and, you know, trying to buy out promotions and shit like they keep all that shit. Hopefully, Nick Khan is like, nah, we don't need to be doing none of that. Um,
0: You don't think that's dead? It could be back alive, you know, Um, I think the only person that really wanted that was Vince. I think Triple H wanted that badly. I think Triple H wanted that to, uh, because that was his job, is to want it. I don't think he actually wanted it. Like, what? NXT India? Everyone wants it. If you want in, NXT India so bad, why did he, uh, say, hey, hey, uh, let me go ahead and, and go ahead and hit, 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 uh, general"? you know, one of them. You know, I, I don't, I, you know.
1: He <sighs> knew. He knew. Um, what else? Um,
0: the Griffin makes yeah, a great I, point. Nick Khan seems that he wants to keep those books, you know, in the green, clean as much. Yeah, as possible. I mean, they're yeah. still talking about you know, it still talks about like the stock price when people expect to sell. In we've been talking, people have been talking about sales for WWE ever since Nick Khan showed up.
1: Yeah, um, so it will be interesting to see like how it, how it all plays out. Um, regardless, in the long run, I think this is a this is an improvement. uh no, I do not oh. want NXT North Korea Brew Haven.
0: Um <laughs> brother. <laughs> wow.
1: Um, I think it, it, it does bring up an interesting conversation, like thinking about you know, wrestlers that may, you know, do better under Triple H. Uh, people that, you know, have no chance of like like personally, I was like just going through my head earlier. I was like, well, I think. Triple H being in charge. I don't feel like we got to worry about Chris Jericho going back to WWE <laughs> uh, because I just feel like that ain't gonna happen. CM Punk, like as an active wrestler his, his, or like or like Hall of Fame, like an active wrestler.
0: I I, I don't see it. I, I I uh I think that he will get a competitive offer when his contract is up. Don't you?
1: I don't know. I I I think the Triple H Jericho beef is like I, I think he would love to sign Jericho. I don't think CM Punk would ever go back and work for Triple H now. The, personally. Well, I don't
0: I don't mean it necessarily as we actually or Triple H like actually wants him or Jericho actually wants to work for him as much as it is like I gotta make Tony Khan pay something for to keep him right like well, like yeah, the fantasy like, auction aspect of like. All right, if you want if you want Rob Gronkowski at tight end in two thousand in two thousand twelve or eleven, uh or thirteen actually that's more appropriate, then like you're gonna have to you gonna have to spend like thirty-five to forty bucks in a, out of two hundred dollar uh, auction. You're gonna have to. I ain't gonna let you get him for for twenty eight. Can't do that. That's yep. bad business. Yeah. Um
1: I, I think the the odds of punk ever going drastically go down. Um, but I think there's a lot of people would open up for, like, you know. Uh like we we saw the memes, the Johnny Gargano memes that were out there that were that were pretty funny. Uh like I think if I was him, I would have that music hit sometime this week just for the optics.
0: Wait at AEW? No, or like where? It, w- like w- I, w- I
1: get I, I put if I'm Triple H, I call Johnny Gargano and be like, So what you doing this week? Like in
0: Being a father, yeah. how about you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we like, got a plane ticket no, for yeah, you, well. and, and you'll you'll be uh, back home. Uh, you got to think. Uh, also, uh, uh, Diego brings a great point up. Uh, you know, Kenny's contracts up in six months. There, there was some stuff that was that was going on with FTR and Jim Cornette that you know I was not a fan of, uh, or FTR Tony Khan Jim Cornette. Uh, talking about Jim Cornette in the press conference, like in glowing terms and saying he's earned the right to criticize. And, you know, some of the stuff he says is fair or a lot of the stuff he says is fair. And I'm like, I don't expect the people that like get all this vile stuff sent to them via Cornette, via his minions and his army of people to differentiate the, the quote unquote stuff Cornette is right about. And then uh, when I hear um, in, in a press conference, TK saying, yeah, you know, these guys, you know, it's a lot, uh, you know, that he's right about it, but like the he's ready to fight uh someone that's talking about he's ready to fight over Eric Bischoff, uh insulting CM Punk. It's like, well, why aren't you having, you know, Kenny's back like that? Why aren't you having Mox's back like that? Like when he's saying right now that Mox is the worst wrestler in the world and all this stuff like that, It's like, I I don't understand that. Um, and basically I'm looking at it like I, I don't feel like people make big decisions. I think they make small, simple decisions. Um, and I would imagine, you know, in six months from now, there's – look, I know Triple H and Kenny Omega have had uh, conversations
0: before. Yeah. I, I know that they, 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 they go
1: quite well. Right. I, I and know they, they're Omega, kind of
0: fond of each other. Right. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they both, they both said, like – it was going, if it wasn't for AEW, we would be out here working for the Fed, brother. So they both, or all three of them had mentioned that at some point, um, in some form or fashion, like outwardly. So, yeah, like, I don't. Look, do you think Triple H will fuck up Kenny Omega? I do not. Um,
1: I. I- like, it comes back to Vince, like, alright, like, <laughs> the beauty of pro wrestling speech. If Kenny Omega had a conversation about the beauty of pro wrestling with Triple H, I think it would go a lot better than it would if he was having that same conversation with Vince McMahon. Well, That's what yeah, because, i am saying. Yeah, because, you know, Triple Do H... I ever want to see it? Fuck no. Look, but tri-
0: Triple H understands it because you know what's gonna happen? Kenny gonna talk about all that stuff and, like, Triple H could be like, you know what, let me show you something. I want to show you something very important to me. And then all of a sudden that man reach up, and it's that fucking Sledgehammer talking about character work. He like, I get it, brother. I get I get, I get I get I get everything you mean about the about the beauty of professional wrestling. Do you see this? Do you see how many years it's brought me with character work?
1: Disgusting. So Disgusting. so yes,
0: they they will absolutely hit it off. And like that's the thing when it comes to uh triple H like Booker or whatever else. So TK,
1: be careful, because it could happen. (laughs)
0: Um, it's gonna be competitive. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be competitive, like you know, just like we mentioned about the Jericho thing. Like he's gonna give him, he's gonna make him give him a number that, that you know is gonna make him not you know love it. It's gonna be a real negotiation. Um, I'm not saying he will leave. I'm not saying I don't know. Uh, but like he's that level of, or Kenny Omega's that level of talent where it's like, you know, like he said, like, they would say they're gonna put, give me AJ Styles and give me X amount of time at WrestleMania. You don't think that, look, that was Vince, that was a quote unquote Triple H via Vince Man. Now that it's just him, what are you thinking you will say? Hey, you said, you saw that time that they, that they, that, that they shouldn't have gave Briscoe in the FTR. You want that? So, so yeah, um, I, look, I think this is for the, I've, you know, we, uh, we talk about, you know, sports teams, everything and like uh, and how hard they practice and they say they got better or they didn't based on how hard they practice Did they actually improve. Look, pro wrestling got better today. It got better today. Regardless of how much better, we don't know, but it definitely got better. And um, I'm interested to see what this all leads to. And like if this means like, you know, this has always been the dream ever since. AEW started whether it was even when it was them versus nxt and them trying to you know play that long bleed game or whatever else it was there's going to be a, a place for people that's talented to go do their thing and make some money and be stars in the eyes of a, of a group of fans uh that watch pro wrestling and then eventually talent's gonna swap back and forth and back and forth. And people are going to try to get in where they fit in and uh, compared to how they feel about their turn situation and their hierarchy and, you know, the amount of time they get and all that kind of stuff. And it's for the best that WWE, you know, have these hard conversations with people and say, hey, bro, like, thanks for the years. We don't really see it no more. You've you been a staple of the roster of for decades. a staple of the, of the roster, for Look, roster members
1: tell them, hey, man, we don't. I don't see myself here no more.
0: Right. It's for the best. Cause like you need new match, new matchups and that's lifeblood of pro wrestling. And if we get that going back and forth, like, like we mentioned, we ain't necessarily got to worry about, uh, whether or not Triple H can, can book with a roster that turns stale after five years because the roster never gets stale. Will it?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So more of Vince McMahon being packed up. So, uh, <laughs> It all it always comes back to that, but um, let's see the comments. Uh, so someone Brew Haven says someone made a great point that Dax could feel okay about Cornet's insults because they won't ever go as far as he does with the other people. And that's and absolutely that's
0: right because they're the brick. teachers or teacher's pet or whatever you will, or object of affection with them. Like all the stuff they ever that the AEW people ever get from Cornet and his fan base or whatever else, like the people that get the least are FTRs, Cody's. Cody was still around. So Mm -hmm. when they, when, you know, they feel like, you know, it ain't that bad. It's like, well, shit. Compared to what? Compared to Sunday, compared to Kenny Omega, compared to the young bucks. No, like you gotta, I wish they would have the the Joshi. Right. I wish they would have the self-awareness to, to understand that. But you know, Apparently and, not. and that's why I, I'll never really rock with FTR because, like,
1: you know, a part of what I was talking about when... Because they also Dax, talk
0: real sensitive whenever they get the smallest bit of criticism, too. Like, so they should understand when, it easily.
1: When, when when I was talking about the, the corny stuff Dax does on Twitter, this is part of it. Like, mm-hmm. like he frolics amongst those and kind of, you know, stokes those stuff. And I understand there's a part of it that's, like, him working... To, right. to to try to, you know, create interest in himself like that. But you think like, it
0: was the work when you're talking about how much Sean hurt his heart when he uh, made a joke in front of the click.
1: That sounded for real.
0: And it's still going to this day. That's why they still doing the Bret Hart tribute stuff for CM Punk.
1: So it's it's, you know, it, yeah, Sam. Good good point. The Bucks made them what they are today, even gave them their name. Um Man, I, we'll get to it when when we start talking about the matches. But, um, like when when I was watching that press conference, I was like, I was offended on the behalf of all those people, like that TK would sit there and co-sign that. And I imagine that there a conversation was had somewhere like, Hey, man, you see this shit? And
0: bound up happened.
1: Yeah. Like and and it was not appreciated. I I it was definitely noted. Yeah, so ring of honor. Kenneth Uh, Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, (laughs) it would be funny though. (laughs) Yo, Kenny, be like, all right, I'll leave AEW, right? Uh huh. What what do you want, Kenny? Well, you know what I was thinking. It would be, it would be real nice if I could go over Cody. <laughs> it
0: would be real.
1: It would be a real cool way to, to come in, you know. <laughs> see, you finna See, you have
0: uh, What was it? Uh, what was that shit that, that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall had in their contracts with First Nations?
1: Yeah, favorite nation.
0: Favorite nations. You finna, ha- you finna have Cody out here with the lawyer like them <laughs> when they was out here, like going, be and be breaking like, down want- every single job. So this dude's like, I'm doing a job. All right. I need 10 K for that one, buddy. Hey,
1: it would be like, like that Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Like, I want one, I want one dollar more than him.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that's not only just that. Like, uh, I, Nick Saban for the longest had a contract like that. Like whenever someone in the SEC got a, got a raise, he had to make like X more than them. Every single time, so they he kept him for like every time his one of his assistants got hired to you know well it it worked out Kirby Smart in Georgia, but like oh oh you oh you want to hire uh uh what's his name you want to hire Buddy from Tennessee okay boom tax you like it kept happening over and over and over so uh so yeah man uh but anyway
1: then Triple H hit him with the you know I never really liked him anyway wow yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. nigga broke my throne. My he sake. broke the throne <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. It was funny to talk about Cody today. It was like how does he feel about tri- about this Triple H shaking it's like I don't know man What are you like, gonna do? Yeah. Like Triple H it, like Triple H uh has absolutely been petty um throughout his tenure in professional wrestling, but like you think he's about to say, Hey, let me throw Cody down the tubes and ruin him like on the precipice of nope. like no, like the person's probably been keeping him pretending. It's probably Triple H. Vince is probably like, ah. and then Vince, Triple H. Like, if we fuck him up, we can't get nobody to come over here. Fool, set your old ass down. What was that nothing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I, heard, I thought I heard some bass in your voice. No, no, sir, no, sir. You think? Do you think it ever looks Triple? You think it, uh, Triple H ever looks Vince in the eyes? <laughs>
1: <sighs> i think he does by this point
0: um now now that he has the power
1: yeah yeah he's leveled up brew haven saying am i on the jays wagon after that last series i'm wearing a blue jay shirt you, like you, you know the deal man the, the need and blue jay is right down the street from my house the,
0: the, the, yeah the they are i got i got this
1: shirt from yeah. the shop there you know
0: yeah but um uh, like anyone in the ALE except for the Jays uh, in the, in the Yankees. or sorry, except for the Rays I, and the Yankees. Yeah, I, I got a Yankees hat right over there. Like you know, that that's that's just a drip. I
1: don't, you yeah. hate the Yankees, don't you? Play me. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with so much anymore. So you know, now you know that we're old. We old, the
0: passion has died for baseball. <laughs>
1: Now that we old, no, I'm getting back into it, but uh, no, nah, I'm like, and I was watching some of those old documentaries, man, I hated those motherfuckers, boy, <laughs> I, I was watching some, some shit uh, just, you know, nah. talking about it. I was, I watched a 2004 uh MLB season review, right? And they uh-huh. were talking about the series in July. And when Veritek and A Rod was running it, and I was like, "Man, I hated the ass."
0: <laughs> but, um, oh, but Brew Haven, yeah, like we're uh, so where we are, we're in a we're in Florida, we're like basically in the middle of all the spring training shit. Like Tampa has the Yankees, uh, Dunedin has blue has the Blue Jays, Clearwater has the Phillies. Like we're we're riding right the hardest shit, like. Within a rock's throw, like Sarasota, I think is the Mets. So, like, and that's like what forty five yeah. minute drive away. Like, we're right in the heart of this spring spring training facilities and all that shit. Like, one of the major arteries in our like in our, our traffic to get like to and from like on US nineteen. Like, we go past like the Phillies facility. Like everywhere we go, mm-hmm. uh, out here. So yeah, um, this is you know minor league baseball. I, Rich has been going lately. Like he he goes out there and, and bakes in that sun and. Yo, it, it was gets, so it fucking hot yesterday. Oh my
1: god, we went inside. Like to, I didn't to know it like was inside.
0: But yeah, there's like a little bar area that has like see-through glass or whatever. So AC, you know. Okay. Let me let me tell you one note. Last time I went to a major, minor league baseball game was when I went with uh Zach Gracinger, uh, and man, like you know Pittsburgh, everything grew up in Pittsburgh. Like so, Steelers, Penguins pirates and man i went out there to uh dunning for for a uh for a uh jays and pirates minor league game man it's the first time my black ass ever got sunburned never again <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this why is my what is this peeling shit is this a, is this what a sunburn is nah bro nah i know what's hot but nah man never again never again <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell
1: you. Oh, little story speaking about baseball. I went to a batting cage on Saturday.
0: Like a recreational deal? Yeah. Like you know, like you okay. know, kids go there on yeah, yeah. the way
1: growing up, and you know they they hit the ball, or whatever. I mm-hmm. went out there, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I think I could hit the ball. You know how they go? It, it did not go well. Yeah, sir. that's the thing. Oh. You don't
0: see the wind up. It just comes out,
1: bro. It. Fucks with you, so all right. So it comes out. It was only coming out at forty five miles an hour,
0: but right? you don't see the wind up. It just Where it just comes just out like,
1: the- exactly, and it's like oh shit. And then, uh, like well, I wasn't afraid of ball or anything, but bro, I was swinging through everything, bitch. It was just like uh, mm-hmm. I put it on. I think the original difficulty was like high school. I think they gave me like either like eighty pitches or some shit. I was batting like a whopping. Point zero, 0. seven seven and shit like on Yikes. the thing because it has the joint that um you know kind of tracks like how far you hit it or whatever if you ground out I was putting a little contact on the, on it the second round. But it was it was like I was out there like vlag uh, like vlag real senior no, no gloves, gloves on you boys and I was like damn my right hand hurts as I was like swinging through that bitch and then I was like oh well if I'm gonna do this I got to get some gloves or whatever yeah. no I was not batting like Adam Dunn I was batting like Ryan Howard I was
0: <laughs> striking out <laughs> yeah left him right But now Adam Dunn Adam Dunn struck out a whole lot too it was home it was feast or famine yeah with him yeah. So I
1: And then I, I put it I, – I scaled difficulty back a little bit. And then, you know, a couple of them I was actually able to, like, hit. And that one was like, oh, that's how it's supposed to feel because then I don't feel mm. anything. But that's, like, when you make that perfect, perfect contact. But mm. uh, it was a nice little
0: workout. Got a little sweat in. You know, it was fun. Yeah, that shit will jack up your hands. um Yeah, I, I never played youth baseball. I wish I had a retrospect, but same it was. Same. It is what it um, is. Yeah, man, but our
1: poor dishonor. Uh let's get to it. So um you want to talk about the pre-show?
0: Eh, roughly, I guess. Like there, I mean there was one match. I only watched two matches. Um like I watched the uh quattro, or, or the trio's match I had um uh Blake Christian and Depin uh versus uh like the goons that Tully's goons. So like uh, with Brian Cage and in, uh, in Khan. And like, I... Uh,
1: there is something important to bring up about that. So what happened? So, in the middle of the pre-show, Prince Nana emerges. Um, apparently, this is a gentleman. He's a manager, a long time man- manager. Uh, There's a group called the Embassy, Ring of Honor. Prince Nana is a, uh, I believe, a Nigerian prince, if I'm not mistaken. And in, it, kayfabe. It, in, in kayfabe. In oh, kayfabe. And he basically bought tully blanchard enterprises and gives an interview so it's like well um what's happening to tully blanchard uh we kind of find out a day later that tully is not long for the company right now either he's being sent home or so they figure something else out for him or you know Mm -hmm. there was a lot of this and i think a lot of this is connected to the gresham thing which we're going to get to shortly but um all of a sudden Tully Blanchard was not the manager. It's Prince Nada and it's the embassy. He's managing the big guys. And then he manages Jonathan Gresham in the opener. Um, right, right. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> um, there was a trios match. Uh, it was Brian Cage, Khan, and...
0: Uh, Simone, our Islander guy. Uh, is- Toa Leone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Blake, just Christian,
1: the, yeah. Tony Deppin, and Alex Zane. I thought it was a little right. slow to begin with, but um, I thought it picked up real nice at the end. Uh, kind of enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then I I mentioned because I watched this today, and I mentioned that I enjoyed it. And Josh was like, "No, you're wrong, James." And I was like, "I enjoyed it. Like I, you know, the dudes were outnumbered. The small dudes are outnumbered. They start doing dives, and then they start getting t- knocked out the sky and swatted out by the big guys. Like for opener." Or not open up for a pre-show match. It did what it was supposed to do. I thought it was. I thought it ended up being really good by the end. And he was like, "Nah." I was like, "Agree to disagree." He's like, "I just dis- yes, we're agree- we're agreed that you're wrong, James." I was like, "All right, fine, bro. That's if you feel that vehement about this pre-show match? All right." And I'm probably putting some words in his mouth, but I was like, "All right, man." Like. You know, I I mentioned like, he's in the middle of, of G1 season. He's probably, what, five mat, five shows in now at this point. You, that, look, all that flying shit don't really go when people being the shot at each other, for realsies, for the fake shit. So, yeah, I, I can see why he's why he felt that way.
1: Um, It, it also had Ari D'Avari and Slim J over Cheeseburger and Eli Isom just over five minutes. Uh, of course, that Ari D'Avari Slim J unit uh, is going to be joined by... Parker Boudreaux, and that's already in the can. That's going to be on dark in the coming uh, weeks or so. So they've got a unit called the Trustbusters. Busters. Uh, Colt Cabana beat Anthony Henry in 10 minutes, beat him with a moonsault off the top rope. Colt looked great in this match. Um, so he's been exiled to ROH. Um, <laughs> and then Willow Nightingale and Allison K. This was not so great.
0: Uh, I, think, or, uh, uh, I think
1: DJ Screw was on the wheels for this one because it was very
0: slow. Um Willow was very over. Um and I've, not- yes, I've noticed and I've noticed this like that is true, I didn't even think about that, but like I've noticed this like anytime she's on AEW television or she's in on television that I've seen, she's over with this crowd. Um and like I expect that like if and when she goes ever finally gets to Tokyo, Tokyo Pro, she will be over. Um so yeah, uh Ain't too many of those right right now. Uh walking around. Uh so, but you know, um this match Eh, just there.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a little rough. Um I think, you know, as far as, as far as Willow goes, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um I think you should definitely you know, if you see people like her, there's something there, obviously, and then keep uh, you know, keep working there to make her game as well rounded as possible and then, you know, get her in position to to start, you know, progressing. So um yeah. but
0: I mean she's getting her reps on um on AEW. Like her like I felt like she was like mi- that missing third heat for like her and Statlander and uh Athena. Like when they were all three together it was like oh, okay like they needed like the bubbly person to kinda like make their goofiness kind of like more to two, two order thoughts were like it's it's amusing to like okay, this is actually fun. That one that one backstage promo that they had, so like I, I actually like that that trio's uh team right now.
1: Um, yeah, so ROA's Death for Dishonor, uh, we should go bottom to top. So, uh, right. we get the <laughs> coin flip <laughs> that puts the ROA's world title on. Uh, first, uh, Jonathan Gresham defending the championship against Claudio Casagnoli. Uh, Gresham comes out and He's not wearing his mask. He's not wearing I noticed the, that. The, the the flag. The, the flag that's not there, his normal entrance, and he has an all time boo-boo face. Uh, there going into this and immediately just everything about this kind of just felt off uh to me. Mm-hmm. Match was the match, like I thought it was like kind of just there. Uh, it was about a ten minute match, maybe eleven minutes. Uh, Casanova puts him away. They do some, you know, so, some nifty stuff, that, uh, but nothing that's like like they don't have set out to have no like great world not title match or anything. Not this was like I, I thought this was even... like a middle of the the dynamite style match. Like, oh y'all got ten minutes, go out there and you know we want Casanova over very strong.
0: And I, I, yeah, I thought it was better than that, but not much better than that. Uh, I thought that I thought you were going to say that like. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, like, I know people made the joke about, like, you know, he just be running around, tr- working the arm, he trick y'all. Like, y'all, I, yes. I, th- like, the trickery, like, he does, like, in this match particular, I don't think, I don't think we call it as much in other matches I've seen from him, but, like, in this match in particular, he was doing a lot of, like, tricks. And it wasn't necessarily, uh, technical wrestling, it was, like, gamesmanship stuff. It was, like, shit that, like, William Reed will beat off to. <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 like in a crude way of saying it, that's the kind of stuff he he lives for, so uh, but yeah. yeah, like I um I thought it was I thought it was a good match, uh, and you know the right person won. Like we talked about this as far as like you know the right decision is Claudio, but like me, I'll kind of you know agonize over the identity of this company with whatever else. But like ultimately, at the end, Tony Khan did the right thing and put the belt on Claudio. Yeah,
1: this I think the whole thing with Claudio kind of felt like a little rushed and you know he it, it right. is almost it like what perfect. does what does the roh title really mean right now especially with you know the way like gresham kind of dropped it the situation it was in um then with gresham requesting his release uh from aw slash roh supposedly there was a blow-up He cussed tony Khan out um there was a, you know i think he had problems with his presentation um he had problems kind of with you know maybe where TK saw him uh, in, in the grand you know, scheme of things. People are going to be upset, um, you know, as far as like what I, I saw people all of a sudden, Jonathan Gresham became a cause over the weekend that that they were fighting for, um, you know, you know, they had to get the focus off of Friday's news somehow.
0: But this was a. Um, so, I don't what, know. Actually, it, so what actually so what? What is basically you say that he there was some blow up, but like what publicly happened to make this a thing? Because like it was a thing that I heard about before I didn't even watch the show and it that it got to me. Was it just the the, the regular discourse?
1: Yeah, because everything like, you know, is they, an indictment they, Don, of AEW and was, L
0: times. He he was done
1: dirty. He was um you know, like he was a, a guy that was uh it, it was it was it was hard uh to, to really like decipher all the the noise because we were hearing like a lot of different stuff i'm
0: gonna try to pull up some of the stuff i I was sending but zach just um, said the next stop is the next stop cyn um (laughs) something tells me that uh him and cyn is not the greatest of fits yeah it's like you know just a a guess wild guess like if he
1: stays in a place where where he's not you know, happy, and he just kind of goes around grumpy, and obviously the guy thinks um, very highly of himself. And uh, MJ does PR, uh, yes, uh, that Russell Pierce uh, interview he actually did with a backup hangman, uh, shout out to him. Like, the day before is pretty telling to see, like, his, the way he kind of, like, looks at wrestling. And um, he's trying to break a mold. Like, he wants to – he's – been vocal about being a black wrestler that doesn't necessarily need, you know, any type of gimmick. Why can't he just be um, the you know, why can't he just be himself uh, like, and, and a great technical wrestler. And, cool. I,
0: I mean I don't necessarily, I, I get where he's getting at and there, there's right about like, you know uh, a black wrestler or a wrestler I'm not even going to get into the, the, uh, like, anything else, but like in, what he, in terms of what he's talking about, he's absolutely right um, I also think that, like, if you're going to be, um, if that's going to be your character and that's going to be your style and that's what you want to do and you're and you are dead set on doing it, um, some adjustments have to be made for whatever uh, venue you're in front of or you're going to have some troubles at times. And like that is what working is. Right. And I in like he even knows that. And we've seen him in, we've seen him in Best Super Juniors. And like, I, you know, I think the stuff I've seen for him at Best Super Juniors, like, way outclassing the stuff I've ever seen him do in AEW Ring of Honor, um, up to this point. So like, yeah, like, it's clearly, he clearly understands that, but like, something is not clicking when he's in front of, and it is obviously, obviously has something to do with like the parameters of, A, hey, you're out there with Dalton Castle, who's had a fork stuck in his back since like 2018. Um, as a as a you know better than better than just a good wrestler and it's like it it just it's it's really sick it's like clearly the dude's talent. you see all the stuff he does in the ring is talented but like does it like compel you when you watch it like does it make your does it make your blood pump does it wow you and it's like i i think it impresses me but it doesn't wow me um, and like, I think that for a person like me that loves a lot of stuff, a lot of wrestlers that fit into that kind of, uh, phylum that he fits in, like, he kind of fits more of what I want to see in wrestling at times or, or as far as, uh, as far as want to see a variety of different types of styles of wrestling. I don't think for the average AEW viewer that, that kind of stuff necessarily resonates unless you mix it with some other stuff, like, intense striking or you know maybe even some flying or a, you know a faster pace or whatever else so um i think i think that like i said like it's working and I or is working to the audience and like he knows this it's just it doesn't seem that like it's happening in the in like these most crucial moments and it leaves you wondering like what's going on like is this a mandate is this a is this a you know you're pissed off? Is this what what is it? So I you know I think there's some a- some questions to be asked, and I think that regardless of uh, I think that in the future we'll get some answers on like what all this has been because like you know the second he showed up, he, he felt like a lame duck champion, like he was he's coming out there, he like he was out, right, he out there standing next to like he was out of place, right? He's coming out there standing next to Joe, the TV champion, is like.
1: Like Samoa Joe was way and, more popular Samoa,
0: than Samoa, that, right? And Samoa Joe just took the air out of the room, and it wasn't like he was doing it on purpose. Just like, uh, uh, eh, eh. Yeah, it was and, a rough spot. It's a rough spot all around. And, and I, like, but I don't blame. I, but I, I get why he. I you know I get his. I can get his frustration because like we were talking about it. I was talking about this before. You know, before this even happened, it was like, what is the reason to to care about him on, when he's on AEW television? They haven't really done it, um, so so yeah. Like I, I can I, I I see his frustration. So I you know from what I can tell, I don't know if there's anything more from uh, than what you said. But like from the information I know, I it's it's a rough situation. Like it, like like both. Like I can see why he feels frustrated. I, don't, I think that's valid, and I don't really feel the need to defend Tony Khan in this situation because, like, quite frankly, if I was in Tony Khan situa- uh, situation, like I'm putting a bill on Claudio too.
1: I, yeah, and, you know, like, I'm I'm not too impressed by the guy, like, personally, like, not my flavor of, you know, what he does. There's obviously a, uh, there's a size component, I think, that's throwing a lot of people off uh, as far as, like, you know, him being in the ring with Claudio looked crazy in, in, in some aspects. Claudio um, did
0: go out there looking like the Undertaker
1: yeah like i was like hold on am i watching andre the giant versus coco beware like what is this like um i don't know but (laughs) um you know i'm looking at this guy and i just gotta let people know uh a superstar was not missed out on um a game-changing box office attraction was not missed out on uh like, let's keep it in perspective. Let's keep it real here. Like, this was not someone that, that was was overflowing with, with with star potential, like to be like, oh, you can make a ton of money with this person. Um, you know, his performances have not have, have been just regular good old three star specials since he's been in AEW, even on the ROA show with Bandito. Um, game is a game. Jonathan Gresham ain't better than a zoomie.
0: He ain't never been oppressed me like that. Like, so it's like you know, well, Azumi might be the most fun person to watch in the world in, in right now. So I mean, or, or, or two thousand twenty-two. So yes, I, I, yes, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, want, I, I get what you're saying. I get I, it. Yes.
1: I, I want, I want Jonathan Gresham to, um, since, since, everybody's saying he's the craze right now, and you know, I, I just want everybody to enjoy Terminus. It's a good thing he started his own promotion, so he can give us his vision of pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, with extra kinda, rules
0: that Daniel Garcia I, talked about.
1: Ironically, you know, if this was Japan, you know, a lot of Japanese wrestlers started their own promotions. So, like, you know, Emi Sakura saw, gave us her vision of pro wrestling. Janishiro Tenryu gave us his his version of pro wrestling with war and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. M- maybe Terminus, you know, is the way. Maybe, you know, the people will decide, you know. Um, but when I hear people talking about, you know, he's like one of the five best technical wrestlers in the world and stuff, and I'm like, so, like I, don't, like, like, I don't care. Like, like, like it's a two-hour show <laughs> that comes on every week and making room for, you know, may, let's say the fourth or fifth best technical wrestler or whatever. I don't think that's a priority, like, that, that needs to be, like, you know, necessarily anyone else needs to be shoved out the way for uh, for, for this guy that, that shows up with the boo-boo face. Um, you know when it when it's time for him to you know, hey man, the, the you need to go out there and lose,
0: like make right. this man look good. Yeah, I, th- I think also is like the way people have the definition of what a technical wrestler is is so freaking like narrow. Like, I'm sorry, like Koto Bushi is an excellent like technical wrestler, like. I, I'm sorry. Like Pac is an excellent technical wrestler. Yes, there's a lot of flying involved in it, but like that's a part of technique. That's technique that other people that aren't being used in other people's games. And like just laying down, like I don't say laying down the mat, but like just rolling on the mat, or uh, you know, working holds, or getting in and out of holds, or doing nifty, uh, you know, holds does not is not all of technical wrestling. It's a, it's a foundational part, but like there are so many elements in pro wrestling it's Like, I I think that when we talk about that, like it's so narrow, it's like, yeah, sure. Uh, um, Brian Danielson is one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. Undisputed. You tell me whose job is harder like, doing all the shit he does or doing all the shit that, as we already mentioned, the fucking 19-year-old Wonder Kid Azumi does. (laughs) That's fucking hard. (laughs) That is fucking hard to be that smooth, doing all that shit that fast. Like, that's wizardry.
1: Like, I hate to say it, like, I think he's gonna be, like, kind of a cautionary tale. Like, if he never, say he never makes it back to, like, a major league level like AEW, ROH, or even WWE, right? Like He won't be hurting
0: for work, I don't think.
1: Like, I think he'll he'll catch on at like impact. Like I'm sure he'll still be booked, you know, in different places and all that, but um I think there's someone that is going to break that mold that he's trying to make. I just don't
0: think it's him. I mean, we see people break that mold all the time. Like, uh, like, people call him the black Brian Dangelson for a reason. Like, Danielson was able to make all this shit work. Kyle O'Reilly is able to make all this shit work. Pete Dunne is able to make all this shit work. Johnny Gargano is able to make all this shit work. Like, so, you know, when Sabre is able to make a lot of this shit work, right? So when, it's just a, you know, it's the same thing when people talked about Dean Malenko, right? It's like, yes, he's as a technical wrestler. Does he, you know, does he compel you in that way? For some, they for some, yes. For for others, no. And like that will, do, and that's a big determinant on how people feel about people. Like and like, clearly the dude is skilled and all that kind of stuff. And but like he, his his vision for pro wrestling, that's what he wants to do. More power to him. Does that mean he's going? To, is that mean he's going to like you know main event a uh, uh, a a show with twenty thousand people in it? Probably not, but most people aren't either. So you know, whatever. If you if he wants if he wants to you know do his thing, let him do his thing. More power sure. to him.
1: I'm sure the 100 people at terminus uh, will oh, enjoy shit. it uh, just oh, fine.
0: God. Um, I was I was I I was trying to leave it off with that, and that was going to be like a thing of. Uh, I I thought I left that a nice, relatively positive, okay place, and then you got to get that last that last little, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is, Um, (laughs) some stories you just can't tell, but (laughs) um, the ROH World Six Man Belts, um, this is Dalton Castle and the boys um, that have names now, Brandon and Brent. Taking on The Righteous. I, this is my uh, first time I can recall seeing The Righteous. I, I am familiar with Bateman. Uh, I've seen him on New Japan Strong. Uh, the Righteous, they look like some guys that you meet in, like, Walking Dead and, in Season 8. And they have, like, a uh, a secret that, that you'll soon learn about. Like, that's what, they, what these gentlemen look like. What? Um, yeah, like, A you know, secret? W- Yes, like they they they're, they're like planning to eat you or something or <laughs> or something like that. But um, right. like they have like this back barn where they where they store you know zombies and shit. Like there's some type of secret they're withholding from from you. Ooh, um, okay. They're dressing all white, and I think one of the guys had dreadlocks. I was like, Hold yes, on. yes, yes. So yes. I um, I
0: saw the the match graphic and I was like, it's Dalton Castle and it's the boys and. This this is a white man with dreads. We were all white. It looks like a cult. I was like, Hey Rich, can I skip this match? And you were like, Yes, and I was like, thank you.
1: <laughs> don't really don't really got too much for you guys on this one uh Dalton Castle and the boys are over they get the belts um yeah. so i think what what people would want to ask coming out of this hey what's Dalton Castle's status tk was kind of non-committal on that mm-hmm. but uh they are wearing the championship so uh that that's something so it's like they'll be around at least a little bit more
0: now you have to remind me cuz i don't recall but like when Dalton Castle uh wrestled with the boys before did he just not have like his uh his his knockoff I want it all music because he came out to different music, yeah. Uh, for yeah the I'm show. not sure. Okay, I don't know if he has special Dalton and the Boys music or not, but whatever. Like, apparently, like those are the original The Boys, like the ones that people like. So that's good And they came back and you know made it work. And it's for the Honor.
1: ROH Pure Title Match. Uh, Here we go, Here we go. Starting the business, taking on Daniel Garcia. Garcia comes out wearing the Brian Danielson William Regal colors. Yuta's out in some of the best gear that I've seen him in. Yeah. They put up the pure rules. I immediately ignore everything because I refuse to uh, <laughs> memorize a Bible verse in order to, to enjoy a uh, or a page of the Bible um, to enjoy some pro wrestling, so whatever. Uh, and seems like Will Yuta and Daniel Garcia took the same strategy as me, and part of uh, Garcia's pre-match promo was like, hey man, I'm going to bring that belt back. We're going to destroy that shit. Who cares about that many rules? Who wants to like that have
0: more rules in wrestling anyway like right, this right. is the original out of philosophy right. like <laughs> and it's funny that he says that because like he'll pull up the term he pulls up the terminus and it's like they have those rules too i wonder if like he just pulls up and like i'm just gonna wrestle my match bro i ain't concerned about none of that bro like bro you know, terminus also. i just do it
1: memorize yes, a, that right. memorize a yeah, page like, of the bible look just yeah. just
0: just so you know i did not I, look that's not my quote rick ross said, that. Rick said that i just do it so anyway um yeah i uh I enjoyed the hell out this match, and it started slow. And I was like, "When well, is gonna pick up?" And then it picked up, and then by the time they hit it, start th- hitting each other with no slaps and said, "Look, I understand that we can't throw clothes fists, but I got this. W- I got this way around it. It's called slapping fire at you." And boy, <laughs> that was, yeah. that was fun. That was real fun.
1: This is excellent, and um I don't know why anybody would ever want to see J- Daniel Garcia join the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> like Regal was saying on the commentary, they need people to fight. And my God, will you and Daniel Garcia? Like, bro, when I was watching these guys, I was like, what if this is like Benoit and Malenko? Like, what if this is Eddie and Benoit? Like that we're getting to see in their formative years that are Mm going to be career long kind of, you know, rivals. It's like, fuck dude. Like why does Daniel Garcia need to be a young boy in that faction too? Like, no man, like let these dudes like continue. And they already have a legacy of matches coming into this. And, um, One thing I think that kind of threw me off with the pure stuff is um, the time clock that was that was on there, and it was counting up, and I was like, I felt like it was kind of counterproductive because I feel like you wanna you want people to get lost in the match a little bit and not Mm -hmm. like worry about a clock what they're seeing, but that Mm -hmm. was just me, and you know, luckily they didn't. They only used one rope break in the match, right? They didn't. They told a story too in in the
0: match, like. You have yeah. Regal on commentary, and I gotta say, Regal, um, during the show for the B, uh, BBC... no, the BCC. <laughs> the BCC. <laughs> That's the first time I fucked that one up. Uh, yeah. The like, British
1: Broadcasting Company? Come on now. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Turn on the radio and listen to people uh, sing acapellas, but, uh, or covers. But, uh, anyway, like, uh, I thought he was very good on commentary for the, for the Claudio match. Like, Obviously, he's not perfect. He's over enthusiastic. He'll ramble, but like, you can tell he's having fun and you could tell, like, he enjoys explaining the art of the violence. Uh, like, he's good at describing why things hurt. Like, when him and Colt, him and Caprice Coleman were talking about, like, cauliflower ears and, like, how bad yeah. they hurt. And when they turned black, I thought, it felt like a blowtorch to your ears. Like, that's, that's descriptive. I ain't never thought of, I ain't never thought of no shit other than some horror movie shit where someone puts a blowtorch to your ear. And, just, and let that thing hit you. Like, so, so yeah, um, yeah, he was, he was, he was good for this. And he, he explained, like, we're not, we're not here for any rope breaks. You does not, we told you to, like, you gotta get out this shit. Ain't no rope breaks. you, you that
1: shit, like, that shit is you, soft. That shit is high.
0: Yeah. Like, you gotta get out, you gotta get out the hole to tap, period. Like, be a man. Tap, like, like be a man and, and tap as your arms breaking. So, um, I, I thought it was a nice creative. And then like, it was almost like in a way when you think of like, you know, strong style or like a Noah match, where it's like, we're hitting each other until the first person blinks and breaks, right? And like, we're going to put each other in holes and the first person to grab that rope is going to lose. And sure enough, the first person that, that blinked and grabbed the rope lost. I thought it was a nice, like, moralist story type of, uh, poetic type of thing. So, uh, I thought, I thought they had a, I thought this was a great match. I really did.
1: Yeah. I I went four and a quarter on, on this one. Um, then we had uh brothers face off. Roosh took on Dragon Lee, Lucha Libre, um and doing crazy shit. You know, uh Dragon Lee, you don't ever got to worry about him taking on nice off. Uh Roosh has been on his best behavior uh of late and they actually have Money uh, Time jo-
0: Is Money John Time Mo- Rich?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be facing John Moxley for the championship on Wednesday, so he's won uh, this is the storyline. TK has said he's won 10 matches in a row between AEW, ROH, and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be getting a, a title match. But uh, this match was excellent as well. Um, this was a... Uh, I don't believe this match was ever
0: done before. Yeah, that's but, what they uh, said. They had never had a singles match before, which like, I just could not believe. Uh, yeah. But, man, like... <sighs> I've missed Dragon Lee so much. Can, can TK <laughs> oh just, like, God. sign him? Yes! Like, like, what are you waiting for? Like, Oh, my God. I've missed him so much. Oh, uh, just... Just relentless. Just relentless. Don't care. We'll do anything. When he hit that... You know, like, the second he set him up, uh, like, outside, he set rush up on the table. I was like, oh, all right, already know where this going to go. And then, like, the splat was like it wasn't even like the normal part, the normal one he does when he's basically, like a, a basically a human torpedo and torpedoes people like off, like over the top, you know, of tables or barricades or whatever else he just like, he, he basically like one man crash a submarine into that uh, table and, and, and broke it himself. And I was like, God, this dude, like, n- n- like, I, I got to see him in Darby at some point. I got to see him in Darby at some point. That's, Oh my god! But yeah, um just AKA chops. We go hard. Yes, go hard. Uh, just uh, relentless chops. Obviously, uh, different weight classes. Rushes, uh, rushes like exploiting that size difference. Um, at the end, like getting the crowd into Dragon Lee's comeback, and then at the end, uh, Lee has seems to have the match the match one after a big move and roosh plays Ropodope like he's knocked out and Rouge because in dragon lee because he's actually a baby face is like is my brother okay and that bought his and, and that bought roosh enough time to recuperate and then he getting um dragon lee into the corner and he hits the uh the was it, double was it uh bulls of corns whatever his finishes where he basically does a running double foot stop double, double foot dive into the, uh, the person that's seated in the corner and got the win. and i i was like I, 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 I have really enjoyed these, uh, two rush matches we, we've seen on AEW and, um, or I can't remember how many matches he had, but like the one he had with, with Penta and this match, like, and remember when we first came out, uh, you were telling, you were rightfully warning, um, Finichel like, do not, he looks charismatic, looks to par, all that stuff, do not fall for it. He, look, he can turn that motor off in a heartbeat, I was like, he gonna try. He, cause he know, he knows this is money time. He gonna try. And sure enough, he, like, in a similar fashion, when Jay Lethal showed up in AEW, is like, they wrestling, they, they wrestling, uh, for, you know, they wrestling, uh, to prove a point right now. And, um, yeah, like, is has, Roosh's has been great. Like, he has a match with Moxley this, this week? This week. I, I I'm with it. Like Moxley, Moxley's another go hard. You are gonna put him in there with another person to say, "Hey, bro, we know what you, we know how you get down. We ain't doing that here. No days off. <laughs> like you were, you were, you were putting on your boots to work."
1: So uh, James Brown YL says, uh, "I ain't never see Roosh wrestle like this. If I was old ROH management, I would feel furious." Finessed. Furious. Um, Lethero Negro says, "Bright lights, Roosh. He's just like Carl Anderson doing that promo about Impact. He on his Carl Anderson run right now." Um, uh, Sir Sam says. Speaking of Carl Anderson, reckon he goes tries to go back to WWE. I mean, the Good Brothers they will be where to check be. Like if we haven't learned anything about about that, they everywhere to the check be. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, Triple H did team up with with the Good Brothers one time in J- in Japan when when I believe that was Triple H's last match or some shit like that. It was it Sumo Hall, right? Yeah, it was, it, it was something. They normally like show Sumo Hall. Yeah, so, like, um, you know, the door's open there for them. You know, yeah, Hall and Nash. Th- these boys, they've got connections everywhere. They can they can go to Japan. They'll stop off an Impact and just hang out to watch the rest of the world change around them to find their next move. Like, pfft, these boys, they can't miss. So, after that, you'll have to take me through the next match, James, because I was like, like, almost had like a, okay. or the next two matches because um, okay. I so, almost had something to do that night.
0: Okay, but, so the next match after this, like, I was like, Ugh. after they had this barn burner of just big moves, you know, brother, ver- you know, big brother versus little brother in stature and size and age and like that finish or whatever else, like, and you know, all that loud striking and chopping or whatever else, they went out there and said, Women, Women of Otter match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena, and I thought that did them no favors. But this match was good. Um, a lot of actually, you know,
1: I did see this one. It was the next match I missed. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, this match, this match was good. The crowd was still really was still like coming down off of the high that is Dragon Peak, Dragon Lee. So, um, like, it took them a while, and luckily they gave them enough time to where like they could work hard enough to get them into it. And by the time uh, earlier in the match, they built towards um, Serena being up on the turnbuckle, on uh, on top turnbuckle, on the, uh, on the inside facing out. And um, Mercedes had got behind her and was trying to give her like the Daniel Bryan Spider German suplex. And um, she wouldn't go for it. And by the time they got around to it the second time around, she gave it to her. And like she's in... I thought Mercedes did this great job of having the patience to wait for the cell where like you're exhausted and you're tired and you fire up, up, up up to your, you know, to, uh, you know, at attention from being up, you know, uh, almost like in a true world situation and the crowd popped for it. And then, uh, they continued. And ultimately by the end, um, at some point, Mercedes hit a B driver. I popped, (laughs) um, and, uh, I forgot what she beat her with, but, uh, it was a big move. And, um, at the end, uh the crowd cheered for it and like her and serena hugged and you know i'm assuming they have some history beyond just this wrestling storyline they've done you know in their travels and you know through women's wrestling in america's for for uh the past two decades but uh they broke kayfabe and they hugged even though you know serena turned on her uh a few weeks ago but like it was it was a good match um so yeah, I thought I thought for it was success because like you know I, this is the best match I've seen Mercedes have like since the May cl- the second May young class with Mako. Um, it's been it's been a minute and like she's been in, you know developmental hell and been through with the freaking fake Antifa thing and all that kind of stuff and you know uh Zia Lee you know busting her head at one time so um it was good to see her like have a, a, a have a good match uh, after a while now
1: yeah and um she was in Lowell, Massachusetts that's kind of like it's not yep. that far from Connecticut, so yep. she's like kind of local up there, so yep. um serena
0: had a Serena had another you know I don't know somewhere between good to very good match uh like it was well wrestled regardless uh I think maybe my opinion is of it is based off of like how the the crowd reaction at first was maybe unfair, but um yeah uh another another solid match to add to uh the match guide.
1: Jay and or excuse me, Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe for the ROH World Television Title Match. Yes, uh, I did see Samoa Joe's haircut in this, and uh,
0: somebody got got a got a. He losing it, but he's always been losing it. The thing is, he kept it at a certain length to where like you couldn't really tell, but this time you could really tell. Like, um, they have a man
1: looking like patches out there, like so you gotta you gotta fix you gotta figure that out, you know, figure,
0: figure out the new way, Joe. <laughs> you pick up an Andy's T liner. It's that simple, uh, <laughs> or you know, yeah. Or come home, Oster. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Clipper brands, whatever. Just, just, just you know, no guard. Just. Mm, Sir so Sam, mm, talk mm, to Jericho. Uh, I don't know. If I don't know if you want to go through all that. I don't, that's I don't a, know. That's if a lot. To, that's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's a big commitment. Yeah, you that's can, a, that's a, that's a whole that's a whole process. That's a whole You, you,
1: can, you can spend 59.99 and, and, and you know.
0: And <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah yeah uh so um they so lethal comes out first with Dut and uh, not with but with uh sing and he's basically like almost to the yes he is he was uh damn near lethal was damn near like to the mat after his entrance and then joe's music hits and then lethal turns around like this motherfucker won't even let me complete my entrance they, they just meet in the middle of the of the uh of the uh way and they start brawling in uh by the score or by the uh announced tables on the other side of the ring and then because uh, they're fighting so the match hasn't started so then uh sing gets involved uh and then by the time the match is about to get started the ref tells Singh he has to leave so but you never see Dutch so he's like oh dust's gonna come at some point so match going thorn shots back and forth dies from uh tope's uh, the tri- three tope's from lethal in and out the ring uh they back in the back of the ring joe uh get um gets advantage gets the advantage and then all of a sudden he gets he hits his own big tope out to the floor um and then joe seemingly is going to win the match and then out comes uh dut cheat uh he runs distraction by bringing the the, the lead pipe the ref moves the lead pipe and he's attracted by Dutt, and that gives uh Lethal the opportunity to grab the title and clock Joe for near fall that the crowd bought. Um and then they continue back and forth and ultimately by the end Joe ends up uh, overcoming and winning. I, I thought it was a I thought it was a very good match. I wouldn't say it was great, like uh, but it was it was a very good match in like like <sighs> Joe and Lethal. In 2022, go figure. Like, it, you know, obviously, if this match was a decade ago, it would be a, you know, a killer match or, you know, but either way, it was still another very good match. And, like, this match was better than the Adam Cole match from uh, the Owen Hart final. Definitely. Definitely. Man, Jay Lethal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost
1: like your boys told you. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, respect her continues. Yeah.
0: And I got to say, I got to say. I enjoy the hell out of how annoying Sanjay Dutt is. Like, Oh yeah. bro, the color, like he had, not only does he have a, the pencil on his ear, the, the pencil is colored. Like, like a, you know, like you get a pack of, you know, Crayola colored pencils. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gets one and he gets whichever one matches his suit. It's, he's so fucking annoying. And he, and, and like, and he can talk his ass off. So he can't never shut up. And he's small. He, he's a perfect heel. He's a perfect heel manager.
1: Bro, I like this unit. Because, I do. Like, like, Sanjay or um, fucking Saddam Singh is like, bro, when he's standing outside the ring, his head is, like, almost up there with the top oh, rope and shit. I got her also. It's so when they funny, threw, bro.
0: <laughs> When they threw him out, when the ref threw him out, you gave him mutter, that's bullshit. I fucking howled. He yelled it twice. I howled because I was like, is, that, is he? Because, like, with the accent, is the job accent is fucking great. Like, I I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, if you realize it, would like, yeah, like this little, this little, like, uh, trio right here. I like that. I really do. I really do. Um, just Yogo's- protect, Son- just protect Sin cause I-, I don't think he's ready for that. He's clearly they only right. let him do but so much, but like lethal with heaters, it works.
1: Uh, Diogo says, uh, I think that to maximize Samoa Joe right now, his matches need to be 10 to 12 minutes, strong style
0: matches. Oh yeah. That's been the case for, for yeah years at this point. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. I absolutely agree with that. Like similar to the later, Suzuki
1: match yeah, where the right. aura and the heart strikes character just, aura. Just yep.
0: Throw chops, be charismatic and have great facials and then go to the finish. Yeah. Or fight, you know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, but you know, there's only so many Kyle O'Reilly's. Um,
1: uh, Sir Sam says The Elite Versus this trio
0: I I... (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) The young boy's Trying to super kick Satin Singh, But like Hitting him in the waist Uh,
0: Like it was Like they would have Like Kenny Omega Like like, throw him to the corner And they're like On the second rope And they throw super kicks Like they would come up With some Convoluted way to to, You know Or contrived way To uh, super kick him Yeah It'd be (sighs) funny
1: then we got the main event. Uh, two out of three falls. Uh, ROH. No, contact. no, no. I'm sorry. I gotta cut you
0: off. I got, I came up with the one. They get oh, okay. the, the the match is up outside the ring. He's on the floor. They super kick him while they while they're both on the apron. That's how they do it. <laughs> That's how they do it. That's how they super kick uh, Sing. That's how they do it. That's how they get Sing. That's how they get them right there.
1: I would love to see Kenny do a V trigger off the top rope. Like, that would be. <laughs> You Know it will have those fresh, you know, the fresh surgery repair body. You, know, you, you can put that to, to the test because you,
0: know. you know, like, I, well, part of my part time is like figuring out ways for like in matches for Kenny Omega to hit a, a random, v, a, like, an elaborate, overly complicated V trigger on somebody in a makeshift way. So, like, yeah, that's right up my alley. Like, yeah, get this man a ladder and let him come off with a V trigger, off the ladder. <laughs>
1: I don't know if it was Sam that I was talking with the other day. He was talking about the prospects of, he's like, does anybody ever think about Paul White versus Kenny Omega? And then, like, I thought, him, I was like, yes, I have thought about this match before. Um, I was like, and I think, you know, if, if, if Paul White's in, you know, and got his working shoes on that day, I think Kenny could get him to four stars just off of like, you know. And,
0: and at this stage?
1: I think he can do it. Um, like, because the second that Kenny Omega launches for a V trigger and then c- catches a WMD to the knee, I'm going to fucking die laughing. I'm going to give that shit three stars immediately. Like, that shit bumps it right there. Like,
0: so. So, um, okay. I see that they say that. I see Sam said that, like, they can launch Kenny to do a V trigger. Like, what kind of launch? Do you mean like the Mayu Iwatani rocket thing or whatever else? Where like he was running from one corner to the other, and then like they kept, they kind of like catapulted and propelled yeah. him. Like
1: exactly. Yes. MJ does Can Paul take a Snapdragon? Yes.
0: The thing is, like the position he has to get into to actually for like Kenny to be at a stable base to then hook the arms and then do it. Oh no, do Oh no. That might be, that, that, yeah. I don't know. Can,
1: can you take Wait, the one win? Yeah, on, we will see. Look,
0: tell them to tell uh tell them somebody to, to, to run that on Fire Pro, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. How about that?
1: Then we had our main event: the ROH World Tag Team Titles, best two out of three falls. FTR defending against the Briscoes. This match was a long match. Um uh, and it was like uh, I I really, really liked their first match that they had at Supercard of Honor. Mm-hmm. I don't think this match was in that match's league personally. What you
0: mean? It's the 73rd greatest match of all time according <laughs> to Cage Match. Oh my God.
1: That might be the single most offensive rating I think I've ever seen in the history of like me ever using Cage Match like
0: mm, I, I look man
1: 9.55 for this yeah look man, like it's like it's Omega or something or look, or a g1 final like rich rich no
0: look you, you I'm not gonna bring it up but you know what I've seen so like I I can't just outright just say you're right I've seen some terrible over I some terrible ratings and I've seen some terrible underratings on cage match like our, look, our, our, our Joshi brothers, sisters, and siblings are like out, of, are out of their minds. Like, they are the people that will say, Hey, this match has a very low rating, so I'll give it a 10. And then they're also people to say, this match by 50 people out of the 55 people that have voted ha- has a nine. I'm going to give this shit a three because I disagree. Not, and then, and they'll say in the comments when they have to explain it, they'll be like, yeah, I don't. I disagree. So I'm giving it a three, and then like people have to like, and then like because Joshi like there's only so many voting or so many votes, so like it's more skewed to like fuck up a rating, right? Like so yeah, I I have seen some terrible ones, Rich. So I can't I can't you know like
1: like but bro like it is
0: it it I, I I like the match more than you do. So maybe you know yeah that also plays I, a part um, of it, but I do think it is vastly overrated. Yes, I
1: gave this match four stars and i gave it I'll, four and a half and, I, and i'll tell you guys why um i thought the first 20 minutes of this thing was a snore job i felt like it was not wrestled with half the intensity it was not first match was it was wrestled with nor the last um,
0: 20 minutes of this match
1: and then you know it, it picked up towards the end they did like they fucked some stuff up like let's not run from that at the um, end yeah yeah
0: that that when they were trying to give each other the vertical suplex where they both stay connected and they end up on the floor and they end up I don't know what happened but like they end yeah. up basically like giving each other a a, a simultaneous brainbuster on the ring I'm sorry in in the inside the ring and then in the ring. out to the floor yeah 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 um but um, let me wrong that one even that that one botch like there was still stuff the story that I thought was just like not preposterous but annoying like I don't need Dax to sell after chopping and Shower each other, I don't need him to further sell it by blading his chest to to the op- to sell of the chops. Like we can see it on your skin, we can see it on your partner's skin. Like, and we also know what chops what, what like opened up blood vessels look like on, from chops. Like you ain't have none of the markings, bro. Uh, and then like later in the match, you can see where like you can see like the cut wounds from when he, you know, nicked himself, and it's like, bro, this is ridiculous. And then, um, I didn't like the ref bump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was when I was like, that's when I was like, I can't believe. But like, I'm with you. Like the first 20 minutes, I'm watching, and I was like, yo, or actually no, the first five minutes the way it was wrestling, I actually messaged y'all. And I was like, this shit's going like 45, 50 minutes, isn't it? And sure enough, um. I it thought did. this
1: was kind of long for the sake of being long. It, uh, that's what personally, it was. they were trying and... to use
0: lift to, to carry them past whatever they thought the peak was <laughs> of the first match. I haven't seen the first match. Like, y'all, y'all have told me, like, that first match smokes this one. So, um, I still haven't, I still have it. I just haven't gone around to watch it. I wasn't going to get around to watch it, but then I got behind because I always get behind because it's too much wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was a great match. I was impressed by, um, some of the stor- subtle storytelling beats, even though some of that stuff did annoy me, like I mentioned already, but um, I thought that like, a, I thought it was a rock-solid uh, match of just guys, you know, clobbering each other and each other with, with moves and and whatever else. Uh, and like, does it, is it, do I think this is like an all-time great FTR match? I do not. Like, I think that um, I think that their second match with the Bucks this year smokes this. Um and I think that like both of the takeovers in twenty sixteen against DIY smoke this easily.
1: Yeah. This was um <laughs> like it like the the Sam is naming different matches that are ranked lower than this one. Um yeah. so let's go through WrestleMania twenty
0: five Undertaker Sean I think is ranked lower too. <laughs>
1: Kenny Omega and Tetsuya Naito from G1 2018, uh, that has the same rating as this. Um, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura from Wrestle Kingdom is lower. Right. Um, Hangman Danielson draw is lower. Uh, the Hangman Danielson draw is better than this. Easily. Um,
0: both of them, Danielson, uh, uh, page match are better than this. Yeah. And they both yeah. went, you can't say, well, you're just, you know, it's too long for A you. Long. It's like, no. One, one hour, 145 or whatever minutes, both of those smoke this.
1: Uh, Hangman, or excuse me, uh, Shy Town Flare Steamboat is lower
0: than this. Is rated uh, rich. You know what? Scroll t- towards the end of the hundreds and see what is ra- what. Uh, you know which match I'm talking about already. uh That is that it is rated above. Uh Hold on,
1: match guide. Let's see. It's gonna take me a second here. All if right, you, can you want me to just tell funny. you then. Hold on, I'll find it. You said match number one hundred.
0: No, no, no. It's toward it's towards the end of the top one hundred of all time. You'll, Shuri, you'll see. Sh- Shuri and Utami? is rated higher than that, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> not a lie a fucking, was told not a today. fucking chance
1: like 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 martin luther king said <laughs> a lie was told today yeah man like shingo takagi ma- and tomohiro ishii
0: right the, the, from no, the 2019 like, uh one? Yes, n- yes. not a fucking chance we
1: have to stop lying about ftr please stop falling oh this, also he did I mean, he did I mean, like, FTR, like a fake this injury. match is this like, match? It, and, it, and it plays into the to, to the thing, like the the fake injury thing. Like people were thinking Dax was injured in the beginning. I was like, stop falling for this.
0: Like, <laughs> like this yeah. is his new thing. He acts like he's injured. Yeah, I I uh I never for a second thought that he was injured. Like in a way to where it's like, um, was it a few weeks ago, or the last pay per view when he uh from forbidden door where he walked away or whatever else? And it's like, no, nah, he's fine. I was like, he's fine. Like, I thought he, did, I thought at times he did a really good job of selling the, de- like, neck and uh, shoulder damage throughout the match. But, yeah. like, at no point did I think, oh, this guy's really injured or he's, or how do I say this, injured beyond what he came into uh, uh from, you know, before the match started.
1: Yeah, man, I I think it's just part part of the campaign that's going on this year. So, like. You know pe- people aren't gonna try to wheel these
0: boys across the uh finish line the second Buc- so. like the second bucks match uh that they had this year from more than March smoked this or was it uh, was that march uh April April that's right yeah that that's that that that's the ftr match uh or even the one that y'all you know y- y'all said what happened um with the briscoes earlier this year from what I hear like those two matches smoked this match.
1: Yeah, there's man. I'm just looking at uh seventy four through one hundred on this. Uh I can tell you number seventy four, Kenny Kobachi versus Steve Williams. This is not better than Kenny Kobachi versus Steve Williams. um yeah, so f- fun 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 days. Uh, for you know, if you got the F T R agenda, this is a good night for you. Uh I, I think a lot of people they were very impressed with this match. Um uh, I thought it was a good match. I, I definitely think towards the end, like it got way better. And yeah. they like when they did that outside bump through the table, I was
0: like, that shit's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um it was like a I don't know. Was I, like I thought that suplex thought the or something. Was,
0: yeah, it's back suplex and like yeah. uh, the Briscoe, like, you know, he got the, the arm up, but it's like from that from that from that height with that little ass flimsy ass table, like that obviously it is better than nothing, but not much better than nothing.
1: Yeah, um, the finish was crazy, like the second rope pile driver. I haven't seen one of those since, like, uh, uh, obviously MJF and Sam like the, he, Yeah,
0: when they kicked out of that bitch, and I said that was fucking stupid that they kicked out of that, and they did the right thing. That's the end of the match. I'm sorry. Yeah. He smoked that man.
1: Like, they did the tombstone. Uh, the last one I saw like this was, like, Naito and Kota Ibushi in the first day of the 2017 G1, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so yeah, and that was the finish, and it kind of you know, I didn't expect it to be the finish, but it was, and I was like, Oh, that was cool. And uh, FTR retains, and then at the end, um, uh, Willa Yuta and Claudio Casinoli come out, kind of stare those guys down. So maybe they're going into some type of program there for all the belts and, and everything. So, um, yeah, that was always Death for a Dishonor. I thought it was a good show, I didn't think it was like great. But um, it it was I, pretty good. Like I,
0: I thought it was a great show. Like I, <clears throat> like I I enjoyed the main event. I thought I gave it four and a half. Like I mentioned, um, I the 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 pure rules match I thought was great. The Dragon Lee match I I think it's four and a half. Um. And you know, obviously, I missed out on the the trios match with with Dawn Castle. Maybe that's skewing my opinion, but like, it's at worst of a kick ass show, and maybe it's great. So I, I thought, I thought, you know, it's an ad. You know, it's damn near a eight on cage match. If I had to vote for it, um,
1: this is funny. Uh, so there is a tweet that was shared in the. Uh, comments here. It was actually a tweet that was sent out by Rossi Ogawa. Um, James, I'd like you to find that and click on it. Because I'm looking at it and I am dying laughing that he reposted it.
0: Is it him in the casket? No. Okay. Yes, he was in a casket at the end of the uh, show. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bitch, (laughs) it's... It's him and Tony Khan every year at this point. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> let's, see this, let's see what this says. All right. Uh, so, it's Rossi Ogawa. And, like, in the pictures that y'all have seen the last two or three years of Tony Khan winning Wrestling Observer Newsletter's uh, Booker and Promoter of the Year. Like, they, this has been his running gag. And I have this in my phone. Like, uh, like, I even have the one with Nanai in this, too. When she was back, when she was still running seedling of like they same graphic they they take out Tony Khan, they add in Rossi Ogawa, they put a picture of Rossi Ogawa from like in that white suit he was wearing uh, at from his Budokan Hall show from last year. Uh, so yeah, like I guess I guess he finally came across it a year late, but uh, he he says this is an unofficial image made by an American fan, whatever it is, what uh, what is evaluated in part is also the evaluation of stardom. Like yeah, like Rossi Gawa. By the end of this year, given the way this year is gone, is going to pick up his second best promoter, best booker award behind Tony Khan. Uh, so yeah, like yeah, you should have a right to, or you should feel however he wants to feel to puff his chest out. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I, and it's fucking hilarious that like this has gotten to him because like you know, he's so stoic. He'll be see he'll see people get dropped in their heads, he don't budge, he'll see people get, you know, punched in the face that happened in the Shuri and Tam match that we saw last night, or uh, from some Sunday. He, he won't move, and then he'll tweet about, like, the fierce battle in the competition all the time. He's unmoving. But then, like, at the same time, like, at, I, I think it's an age thing, but, like, at the same time, like, I'll see, like, old clips of him from the old Joshi stuff, and he's, like, he's getting the heat as a manager and shit, interfering in matches and dressing up crazy. And then, you also, you'll see him, like, with Starlight Kid, and, like, he'll put on, like, the Starlight Kid, mask that Starlight Kid made for him—it like he's a character, man. He's a he's a true character. So, like, I, I bet he, I bet he chuckled at this and and said, "Let's put this up, yeah." But uh, uh where were we? Where were we? Say goodbye.
1: Uh, AEW dynamite okay. um fighter fest uh week two um we are i don't know how we're doing on time but we're gonna try to get through this um so yeah we open with um uh, brody king taking on darby allen <laughs> um, and this is a pretty good match
0: Ooh, i love this match off the start oh my god like darby is when we talk about technical wrestling Another great technical wrestler. Person also is great at psychology and understands his size compared to monsters. How to put them over? Like he's great wrestling big dudes, and he because he bumps like crazy for him. He makes these people like monsters. Like all the stuff, or not also, but like the good deal of the stuff I had complaints about Moxie eating up Brody King. uh, Was it two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Like Darby said, like I'm going to make people just forget about that, like. Brody's a monster again. You can hear him roar. And Darby, this match is awesome. Like, he, he, him and Nassapoi fighting to the bitter end until they're dead. And you got to kill him to beat him. And, look, people are willing to oblige that. You want to die so bad, I'll put you in a coffin.
1: (laughs) Um, Brody did hit the Gonzo bomb for the win. I just miss when Darby used to win. But, you know, that's just me. Um, I don't think it's over. So after the match, uh, they baited Sting out because, uh, you know, Sting came out, rushed ring. He was going to give uh, Brody King the Scorpion Death Drop, when the lights went out, and Sting was face-to-face with Malachi Black. So yeah. I guess this is the Undertaker-Sting thing we never tag got match. to see. Oh, um, God damn it, I don't even think about it, but I was thinking tag match, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Brody King grabbed him, and uh, Alec Al- Black... Shot Sting with the Black Mist, so you know uh, having flashbacks of the Great Muta, um, (laughs) and you know Sting passed out essentially, and then that brought out Miro. Miro kind of had some covering, looks like underneath his glasses, Uh, and he's he's just stopped. And then there was like this invisible fence, and he just stared him down, and nothing happened.
0: It was like I'm going to come out here and I'm going to stop Dart from getting murdered, but I will not like intervene physically and like i still have smoke with uh because he had actually underneath the eye uh uh, the glass he had like an eye patch on one of the eyes from i'm guessing he's selling um the uh the misting uh so i don't know if it was like a I'm a babyface, but me and Darby, I'm, I'm a babyface, so I'll make the save for the babyface. But like me and Darby still aren't cool because like I, you know, I brutalized him and I took advantage of him to take his TNT title away. Like I don't, I didn't forget that. But <clears throat> I'll do, a, I'll do this thing for him to save his, I'll spare his <laughs> life, but I won't be nice about it. I don't know, uh, but I want to see uh, Miro and in, in Malachi get in the ring. The sooner the better.
1: So after that, um, we had. Uh, Cole Carter, uh, former two-dimes in NXT, former AEW uh, dark wrestler last year is back. Um, mm. And basically, uh, Starks brought up, you know, last time we saw you, he was sleeping with the fishes on NXT. Uh, and what Carter said, he's going to win the FTW title tonight. Uh, this guy's a, you know, young guy, good look, uh, well put together. And um, they give him another run here. So, uh, after that, William Regal and Orange Cassidy both joined commentary um, and Regal was kind of, you know, per- tickled at Orange Cassidy. Uh, yes. We had the Blackpool Combat Club. Jonathan Moxley and um, Wheeler Utah the biggest star in the business, uh, took on Trent Barretta and Chuck Taylor. And this was an excellent
0: match. Yeah. Um, physical, hard hitting, simple storytelling, easy to follow based off of what they've done. Um, leading up to Yuta's um, defection to um, the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm just gonna call it the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not gonna do the uh, the uh, acronym for now. I'm not gonna do that. But I, uh, yeah, I um, I thought it was a damn good match. And like Trent and um, and Moxie were great together. And Yuta and like Trent and like the, the basic thing of like, Trent never liked this man. He like, he, you know, in a way, like when he first showed up, she came back out. The next thing was like, I don't like you. It's almost like you're trying to replace me. And then like Trent, I'm sorry, Chucky e. T was like, you know, it's a friend and like you just taking advantage of that. And like, that's only making Trent more mad. And that caused me to get beat on. And then like, eventually like Chuck, Realize like this ain't necessarily like he may be your friend, but he's being a dick right now. So you need to like let him know disrespect will not be tolerated. And Chuck got into it and progressively get, kept getting better. It was like it was like a good way of like having friends that want to do a simple competition turn into like fuck that I'm frustrated. I'm in the heat of battle and I'm willing to bust your head indiscriminately. So I, I really enjoyed it. And then at the end, um, when uh Chucky e. T gets in, you know, stick up for himself against Yuda, like. He gets put away with his own, you know, Milano co- uh, gl- or Mina uh, glamorous uh, collection uh, pinfall, and I, I, I was like, in the way that Orange Cats didn't say a word throughout that whole entire commentary thing, and then like he's like, everyone's was talking about like this evolution of Yuda and all this stuff, and then, then he gets beat with a Chucky T movie and he goes, Chucky taught him that, and walked off. I was like, this is good, this is really good.
1: Yeah. um I thought this was just like um, this is a mad like people talk about character performances, right? This it this, this is the good way. This is the good stuff the right here because a lot of this stuff was subtle. Yes, and it was it was like Chucky just like looking at, at them and like you know I think Chuck was kind of pissed off during this match too, and um, he
0: got there once Udix uh, kept was stiffing him.
1: He And he awful waffled Moxley at one point. Yep. Um, And it, this was just like it, it went about 11 minutes. But this was like this is a hell of a match. Like and no one's going to talk about this like come match of the year time or even in it's two not going to be like you may not talk about this like two, three months from now. But like while we're in this moment right now, I think people should really like I don't I don't say go out of your way to like if you didn't see this, definitely go out of your way to watch it. If you saw it once, I would recommend rewatching it again because, like, it just felt like this mini story within a story yeah. that was going on here.
0: Yeah. Um. Like y- Yuda and like this was like this was like textbook nonverbal communication or storytelling, you know, in a way. Like this was. This is very good of getting the point across of the tension and where it stands and like where this is going to progress. Like, this is not over. Um, and like, as, uh, yeah, like, as uh, Black Saber says, like, when this Trent Mutant match happens, people are going to care. This is very good.
1: After that, we got uh, Swerve and Our Glorious AEW World Tag Team Championship Celebration. So, uh, (laughs) I feel like these type of segments were made for One Nation Radio. Like, there was a a void that needed to be filled and, you know, uh, to kind of talk about these things. And, uh, you know, here we are. So, Tony Schiavone was in the ring. He introduced Swerve and Lee. Um uh, Swerve pointed out that uh Kevin Gates was in the audience. They were in Duluth. So we started said, Georgia right down the road from Atlanta. So Kevin Gates is there. Uh, I was like, what is Kevin Gates doing there? I was not privy to any of this. Um uh, uh, I was like it, who
0: allowed him into the building? <laughs> and then
1: uh, Keith Lee kind of thanked the fans for helping them reach the point they're at. You know, anyone who wants to challenge them, they're gonna have to reach high and call for a toast. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Nice showed up. Of course, we've seen Sterling uh, the last couple of weeks doing the "People Against Swerve Strickland." Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Like go petition, uh, ch- petition. Yeah, trying to get people to sign, and you know, people like Ricky Stark, Powerhouse House have signed it. Haters, There's regular, various haters. other, yeah, haters. You know, have, have signed this. Um, and then Sterling basically said, you know, he he was, he was like, all right, we need one more signature, and I wanted to be you, Kevin Gates, you know. I he was like, you know, at first I thought you were Young Ma. He said I, that I, I was like, I was like, who told him to say
0: that? Like, right, right. <laughs> but Mark Sterling once again, excellent. Look, yeah, and, and you knew where this was going the like second you saw that cake, and then he came out. and He was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Wow!" So like, they have been setting up for this moment with this cake for like two or three weeks. I was like, "This is a nice touch. This is a really nice touch." Um, yeah, I yeah. Now so, now, 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 now let's get to uh, Tony, the Tony Neese and Kevin Gates interactions. Yes. Let's so get Kevin to that.
1: Gaze. Uh, refuses to sign the deal. All of a sudden, he's over the barricade somehow. I don't know what happens, but, um, uh, Sterling says Gates' music sucks. Uh, Kevin Gates got in his face. Tony Neese stepped up. Now Tony Nees comes out here. This no man shirt has no shirt on, of course, right. because he's Tony Nees. A, a chain, yes. and then like just jeans, like, yes. like, you know, light blue jeans or whatever. And, <laughs> this man, Kevin Gates, grabs the chain, yanks him in, punches him in the no face, way, man. And then you know knees goes flying, and then all of a sudden Swerve through the cake at him. I think a lot of yes. people did not like this segment, but I don't give a fuck because I did. Um, the, y'all just gonna had to let us have this uh, because I thought it was I thought it was awesome seeing like the the kind of uh, rapper that Kevin Gates is and his status right now and everything. It's like. He's not super poppy like it's bringing Flow Rider in, and he's like current where he's not like, oh, you know, Snoop Dogg's here or right, something right, like that. Right. It's like, why is Kevin Gates here? Like yeah. that, and I I kind of appreciated that uh, being being on the show, and I was even um, I was laughing when I was hearing people. Google Kevin Gates and they were finding out things about all the things uh, that we Gates. were talking
0: about about him like five six seven years ago yeah yes
1: yes yeah. and um I was getting a lot of a lot of funny tweets that said they hope hope uh, Kevin Gates does not see the baddies they got to keep him fifty feet away
0: or else uh, dynamite would be taken off the air uh which, you know which goes back to me saying at original when I first saw him who let this man into the building um. Like, Kevin Gates is a viral machine. All this stuff went viral. Don't I know it? Hold on. Uh, If I remember correctly, if I go to my YouTube... Or not my YouTube. I don't have a YouTube page. But if I go to... Actually, I do. It doesn't matter. It's not important. If I go to my uh, Twitter, I remember making a video of... Because Hiroshi Tanahashi had made a shirt that said, Never Tired. I I had made a video from one of... Ta- Tanahashi's entrances and over the top of it I, I put in Gates I don't get tired uh, yes. and I, I now have Kevin to Kevin Gates me. was a couple weeks
1: late he could have been there with Tanahashi we could have really had you know <laughs> the true cultural
0: the, exchange
1: the, the true cultural exchange like <laughs> Look, never gets never tired meets I don't get tired you know
0: yeah uh, it's some of the things I think about that go in my head, like like the idea of Kevin Gates and Tanahashi being on a wrestling show, like that—that that is One Nation Radio, right there. Say no more. Um, but uh, found it. Where do
1: I send this for the people to see? Just drop it in the in the comments. Okay. If y'all want to check that out, but um, they had Silver Reynolds backstage um, as well as uh, Butcher and Blade. Silver uh presented Butcher with a Butch t-shirt, which uh Butcher and the Blade did not think were funny, so they whooped his ass pretty much. And Hangman ran them off. Um and that kind of set up a match. Hangman Page and John Silver against Butcher and the Blade for rampage. So hangman page breaking up fights in the back. So um Christian Cage and Luciosaurus uh took on the varsity blondes. Uh this you, you know. This was billed as Christian Cage and Lujasores, but this was just Lujasores whooping, uh, whooping these boys. Yeah, This and, was,
0: this, um, was war, this was MJF and Warlow versus some geeks.
1: Yeah, so now uh, they fucked, He fucked uh, Griff and and Pillman up, uh, and then Christian tagged it, in just for the cover.
0: Okay, you went to say they fucked him up, but like you stopped and said they fucked, and then you paused and said fucked again. I was like, wait, what? They did they did I I didn't I, I didn't see that. I don't I don't recall seeing that. What who whose noses these? I, I can't
1: I can't stumble over my words no more. But um No,
0: I'm just saying like you cause like it's uh I wouldn't I wouldn't it in that one, but yeah, so I'm sorry for relevant the, <laughs> the, for the 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 progress but yeah I just wow. So
1: Christian is uh on top of uh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Man, all this shit sound fucked up when, when you think about it, but I
0: mean, it's pro wrestling. Like the you know, yeah. You know, yeah. a
1: Christian, uh so I'm just saying in the he wrapped yeah, yeah, his leg yeah, yeah, yeah. around, thug it out. out. He just saw his neck. And, and sat on top of his shoulders with his pelvic region in the back of his neck, you know, and held his arms, you know, above his head and, w- and was posing while this man just held his thighs like on top, like, you know, to hold him in place uh, just so he didn't fall. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jungle Boy's music hits and we haven't seen Jungle Boy in a month. And it was like, thank God, like, because I was like, Jesus, like, what? what when was, uh, you know, the Jungle Boy going to come back? When will the rain out- end? comes out with, 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 a, with a chair in hand, faces off with Luchasaurus, finally going eye-to-eye, face-to-face with this guy after a month. Luchasaurus has been beating the shit out of like everybody under this or uh, delusion kind of by, by a Christian. And then all of a sudden, like you know, they're face-to-face, and it's like, well, what'd you, what you want to do? Uh, that's what Jungle Boy kind of looked at him like. And then Luchasaurus kind of just he softened at yes. the moment of truth. It's and the moment aside. of truth,
0: shows his real friend.
1: I like this. I, a lot of people I, didn't I, like this. I those. did.
0: Look, but, um, much, <laughs> Oscar Osiris, very much like NASA Um, Who, who's ever gonna make that comparison
1: exclusive exclusive audio on one Nation radio yeah oh um, christian is in disbelief that this man he was just on top of uh no longer <laughs> cared about him um and the jungle boy went chasing after christian and uh christian ran all his way all up the concourse
0: uh, yeah he so- ran he ran about the rucker it was hilarious yeah,
1: so he was running like Jim Jones. Um, <laughs> and said Rucker.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> YouTube it.
1: Yep. Um, so after that, um, and, you know, I, I guess we should talk about this. So, like, uh, it kind of sets up Joe Boy and Christian, whichever, you know, way that goes off. Uh, looking forward to it. They've been building this up for, like, a year. So, like, ever since, you know, they were the last two in that battle royal. Like you can trace it back, so uh, this is this is really cool, and uh, we'll we'll see you know which way this goes if it results in some no DQ match
0: or uh, whatever they want to do with it. <clears throat> do you think they can get away with holding it off for, for all out, or does it have to be on uh, a TV show in the next couple of weeks?
1: They can do it at all out. Okay,
0: they don't waited this long,
1: shit, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Gun Club were backstage, um, and said he wanted- <laughs>
0: Christian was the one who got worked.
1: Yep. <laughs> who, who knew?
0: Uh.
1: Um, So the Gun Club was backstage. Um, they declined the claims match last week. Austin Gunn said he wanted to battle Max caster one on one and a rap battle. Did you watch this? Did I watch Rampage? Or did you see this rap battle?
0: Yeah, I watched Rampage. I saw it. Yeah. Okay, I saw we'll get it to today. It. Actually, I saw. I watched that before I had been watching um, uh, Death for Honor. yet. Yeah. Okay, because it. I don't know. Like we haven't talked about it or whatever, but we will. Um, I don't. I don't understand why it's so hard to stay on beat even with no beat. It's. I know. It's, I know with you know the mic and they don't have an earpiece in. I know it's harder than it looks. But I was just like, boy, um, wow. Okay, so fuck it. We might as well get. I might as well ask you. So I got
1: a text from buddy a buddy of ours, who was like, "Yo, Austin Gunn killed him," uh, and I was like, "I didn't think so," but then it was
0: more competitive than I thought it would be for geeks that are go, for for people that are uh, playing geeks. I'll put it that way. It was a lot more competitive than it should have been.
1: Like when I was watching it from my experience. I felt like they both came with one verse each that they may have had like eight lines memorized for. After that, they were freestyling. They were, they were going back and forth um, and not necessarily like doing it
0: well. well yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Like, but, but they were doing it like, and then like Caster at the end, I felt like he had the better energy and, you know, and then it was Austin's job to kind of lose. But um, I think, for like, if you didn't know Austin Gunn rapped, you were probably a lot more impressed with him. Like, like, hold on, he can rap. Like, but if you actually expected something of him, you yeah. were like, oh, like, like, it wasn't that great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, I would say Caster won, but I don't know. I mean, Caster won because he was he was built to win. Yeah,
0: that's no, part no, no. of the I'm work.
1: Looking, I'm, I'm looking oh. at the shoot element of it.
0: I, I'm I'm. I'm dubious of how much of a shoot it was.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, No, no, but, no. No. I, no, I, no, I mean just from a real perspective or whatever. Like, right. right. You're talking about
0: bar for bar, right? Yeah. Just like, all
1: right, who was... I, I, I think it was designed for energy. him. I think it
0: was designed for cast to have better bars. Mm. I, what I will say is I was surprised that it was more competitive than... Uh, than I thought, like, this... Okay. is not nearly as good. But if you were to compare it to the Usos New Day rap battle from 2017 on SmackDown, like it is very much in that vein of they're going back and forth. And at the end, like there's going to be a line or a number of lines to be said, or you just can't recover from that. Right. And that's the end. And like they, you know, the whole thing was set up for the end to be, you know, eight mile of mom spaghetti. just Mm -hmm. uh, you choked you choked you choked you choked Mm -hmm. so um yeah i i I thought that it did what's supposed to do i was just surprised that like it was it felt i didn't feel like it was uh austin came with more than um max caster expected i thought that like they were working in tandem uh Mm -hmm. i thought at times it, it it felt like it broken it was broken down at times uh but i don't know but I thought I thought it did what it was supposed to do. Um uh, in general, compared to other rap things we've seen and um and, not touching and, the and cipher pro- at all. Not, <laughs> not even in the same we're we're not even in the same universe, let alone galaxy, let alone planets. Like, nah man, like that that thing is a work of art. Um, the cipher from uh from um uh swerve and and B-Fab, and Adonis, and, uh... Top Dollar. And Top Dollar. Yeah, that that thing is, like, one of the greatest, like, talking and in the history of American professional wrestling. Yeah, like, so... But, yeah, like, um... But, yeah, like, I I thought it... It worked with the crowd. Um, and the whole time I was sitting there cringing, I was like... uh, feels like it's gonna go too far at any second yeah yeah yes and then they were having trouble like staying on beat with like their cadences that they're you know rapping i was like uh is it the earpiece you know this delay from you know hearing themselves talk like i i I thought you know the whole time i was thinking like oh this is gonna fall off the rails and they were able to land land, keep it in the road that's the way they say they were able to keep it in the road so uh from that perspective it was a success
1: so, uh, FTW Championship, uh, Ricky Starks and Cole Carter. This went about six minutes. Uh, they kind of had it back and forth, uh, but Ricky was very oh, popular with the crowd Sorry. here. One, one last
0: thing. Back to the battle rap. <sighs> when Caster kept saying that he's anti, uh, he is anti-gun, the crowd was definitely not rocking with that.
1: Oh, in and, Georgia? Yeah. And yeah.
0: it was, I mean, anywhere. But, like. Him saying that it was like that, that's probably why it's more competitive than it should have otherwise be because he's not playing, he's not playing to the crowd.
1: He, Usually keep, he keep, is. Keep them bars. That keep,
0: one. Look, keep, I understand, I understand that, like, you know, kids are getting shot down, you know, every other, every month in this, in this co- stupid country. But still, like, they want not rocking with that one. Like, you, you know, you're talking about Gresham and he got to work to the crowd. You got to work to your audience, MC.
1: Yeah, lead that lead yeah.
0: that bar out. Say that for like, a different crowd.
1: Like, like, there's a lot of different ways you could go with the gun name to, to dis them with. Pick any of the other ones. <laughs> but um, after that, uh, yeah, I was saying Starks and Cole Carter. Uh, Cole Carter looked like an inexperienced guy, uh, very young. I say keep him on AW Dark. Just see, you know what, what you got with him. But like, he's nowhere near like. He shouldn't be like eating television time like or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just like someone for Ricky Starts to beat. This was a lot of a lot of debate around this match, you know, from Cole Carter and being from NXT, but he was actually from AEW before, so that kind of made it weird and uh people were like, yo, you know, there's Tons of guys that could have, you know, had this match. But I think at the end of the day, this is about facilitating Ricky Starks uh, to end up as a baby face. And he was clearly getting cheered here. So uh, there's like elements of like, you know, if you come directly off NXT 2- 2.0. going to get fucking booed like in <laughs> there, like um, with, with, against somebody. But um, Starks got the win. Uh, he said he had more in the tank. You welcome another challenge. Danhausen came out and accepted Starks uh, then imitated Dan Housen, showed some uh, funny charisma. I Crown thought uh, it was like yep. some
0: rock shit. Yep, it's like him so making was, fun of like Big Show. except uh, less, you know. But he was like, "Oh, Dan Housen, crowd pop this morning."
1: Yep, Stark said it's not going to happen tonight. They can still watch it. Uh, it's going to happen next week. So I assume this is how we get Hook interacting back with Ricky Starks. So that, I didn't uh, think about that, but that makes sense. Yeah. So, Statlander, Athena, Willow are backstage. Statlander's out of the tag match and uh, said it was at Stokes' r- request. Uh, Athena teased that going after the TBS title. I uh, said Statlander can be the women's champion. Like, I, that whole thing seemed kind of weird
0: to me. I was like, huh, one of them gonna turn on
1: each other or something. I, I, so, I, I,
0: yeah, I, 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 I thought that too. Like, you yeah, go this so, way, I go that way.
1: No, how you, hold on. How, why are you telling me which belt I need to go after and, right, and what right. belt you need to go
0: after? Especially so. when they were both beefing with, um, Jade to begin with, with, that's what, com- that's what, uh, connected them,
1: you know, looking for a, you know, a new baddie or something. So, hmm um, so the FTR uh, came out, and he, like I said, the FTR. Um, <laughs> Tony Schiavone introduced them. They got a um, good reaction. Uh, Cash basically talked about FTR. Uh, you know, Russell DeBriscos before at Supercard Honor. They talked about respecting them, but that's not going to take away uh, what they, you know, they're not going to take away their belts. Then Dax cut a really great promo. Oh, yeah. About um, probably like one of the best ones he's, he's cut. You know, he does like probably. these
0: style p- promos a lot. As as I like I it. I thought this was one of the better promos of the year, and I thought this was like the best thing I've ever heard him say on a mic. Like he, you know, there's been you know, t- you know, a, a ten times out of a dozen he's going to talk about how he's a family man. And he's just here to. Uh, you know to make money for his family and still try to try to pretend that like there's purses involved in winning in this fake fighting biz but whatever um but like when he told the story and i mean we all i think we all immediately knew knew where this was going and we knew the story was gonna be it was gonna be his daughter I, I thought i thought this was great and like for all the family man stuff he does is just him basically like repeating the same you catchphrase over and over again or the same like a uh, stump speech, if you will, like this one actually like had the heart with it. And like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. This one was way better than what he normally does. I think people have memed it into my family, my daughter, like, right. You know, yeah. They have definitely stuff.
0: parodied him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he basically talks about, you know, it was a little girl that had a hole in her heart three years later, uh, the whole hole was closed. That little girl worked uh, all, her ass off to get better. And that little girl was Dax's daughter. If she can work that hard, he said he needs to bring home the championships and a legacy that she can be proud of. And on Saturday, he's going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. Uh, they Great had T-shirts drop uh, like a day later or something like that. And all those proceeds are going to, I believe, the American
0: Heart Association. So, Look, um, I understand that, they, that the shirt dropped the next day. They should have dropped that shirt right as he walked off. I don't give a damn. I don't <laughs> give a damn if if it if it made it feel less impromptu or not. That shit was that shit was killer. Regardless, um, like just when they, like the same thing with the Gargano thing at the end of his last show on NXT. He's like, follow your dreams or whatever else, and then all of a sudden <clears> the, <throat> the, the pro wrestling tease dropped the next day. It was very. It was like the same thing. It's like, look, you we know we know how you guys are. That wasn't exactly off the cuff, uh, but it was great. It was a great moment. It was a great moment.
1: So after that, um, Lethal died. And I say and you fun. guys, I
0: don't mean FTR, I mean wrestlers, workers in general.
1: Yep. So um, Lethal complained about Samoa Sub- Joe not coming to work and defend ROA's title. Uh, Christopher Downs walked up and said he's, he'll show up and fight him on a rampage, and Jay Lethal accepted. Then Jermaine Dupree accompanied Jade and Stokely. They're in the A. So uh, Jermaine Dupree came out. And after that, we had Jay Cargill and Kiara Hogan defeating Athena and Willow Nightingale. Um, this, some of this was, was, was good, but then I think towards the end, it kind of broke down. Um, Jade's over big time. This is our home area. And, um, I, you know, they do have the baby faces in there with them. Uh, and,. I, I don't love it. They could have beat someone else, but um, JD w- was there. That was kind of
0: interesting. He Random. just kind of sat there. Yeah, I was like, w- w- uh, okay, alright. And at the end, like, uh, Willow seemingly had her on the roads for a second, and the crowd was in- interested. He was like, is-, is this the night? It was like, of course it's not the night, but uh, Jade ended up getting her up and hitting her. Jade didn't got the win. Uh, yeah, I I remember the finish. I don't remember anything outside the finish. Yeah, and uh, I remember Black- that like Jay was on the ropes. That's, that's it.
1: like say Junior said uh, TK was bringing out all the ACL legends. I was damn near expecting Outcast to pull up. Mm,
0: you ain't getting Andre out there for no wrestling. Um, he, he, I mean, he likes wrestling at some point, but he ain't getting him out the house. So like, appearance. I'm trying to think of, of all the you possible might catch me at the gas station,
1: Atlanta rappers that I would like to see be involved with pro wrestling. Like I, if I can get, I mean, yeah,
0: the,
1: the, I mean the obvious one, right? Like, like can I get the after the the, the song ends, Ti promo <laughs> style cut like on on
0: somebody? <laughs> like I I thought. I thought that you were going to go with the person that had like the most obvious fucking pro wrestling gimmick. Oh, which I was mean, guy. I could have said Pastor Troy. Exactly. You know, like. pa- yes. Pastor Troy pulling up in a hearse, like with, like, and and, 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 and yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to. Like, I, I remember the first time I saw that, she was like, what? And, and to make it better, is like, he has like the WCW big goal. Belt like in his videos at all times. It's like this is <laughs> like this man is a fucking wrestler. Like he's a rapper, but he's a wrestler. This is <laughs> like you know how he got what made him like what what blew him up. Yes, yeah, like the fake beef of Master P is like this man is a full on wrestler. He's worked a gimmick against somebody, that, a, a, a program with somebody that had no idea he was even in it. Like just amazing just amazing but uh i um i, yeah. I let
1: everyone in the comment section know like go ahead and check out the pastor troy this is city video Oh
0: my. yeah i gotta say if you if y'all ever play that shit in uh in a system boy that shit hits <laughs> <laughs> oh that shit hits and you black don't even saber expect it They're just rattling your trunk like good lord um uh, black saber junior says 2006
1: gucci and wrestling would be amazing <sighs> the most feared man in the sport.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like why does he why does he sound like he's he's he's
0: clowning around why, like yeah, well he's, like he's actually like very, nice. very, very dangerous. So like Uh-oh. that's that's the real yen. Yeah. Yeah. You send shooters at him, he sends them back in body bags. Yep. Um
1: uh, you know go dig your homeboy up or whatever he said on that on that song. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: I mean, I I think the bone Crusher would uh would actually be uh pretty pretty interesting. You know, <laughs> he's never scared. You know, oh my god,
0: I don't know how that's not how that wasn't somebody's like indie music. I don't know how that was. Yes,
1: that that should have definitely been indie music for like, someone.
0: I gotta say, like back around that time, like uh, playing high school football, like going to a, a white school, and then like going to South County. And like you go to the black school, and they got their marching band, and they're and then like you can hear them playing crank, and then they're playing like they're playing never scared. And I'm like, what can our what can our band play this shit? Like what 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 what? what fight on the bubble, get the fuck out of here, man. Listen, crank.
1: I want a wrong slide,
0: man. I'm Telling you, like, uh, I, look, we were good, but whatever, man. Whatever, like. Sometimes I think like if I just went to Clearwater High School and stayed in the countryside. Sometimes I, I sometimes I really I I really wonder how the things would have uh, turned out or whatever as far as uh, that. But whatever, man, we are where we are.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, then we got the main event, the barbed wire everywhere match, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, and man, you would think that like a mass murder was committed, a like injustice like the law was broken um i saw people reacting to this match like it was a sub two star match yeah i was like nothing that
0: mattered outside of the finish that was one of those for people nothing mattered outside of the finish
1: Uh huh like oh yeah a little scrappy head for sure um that should definitely be somebody's rampage yep um but I saw this match. I was like, yo, these dudes beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Took crazy bumps mm-hmm. off of this shit. Um, all the swerves kind of worked for me. Like the twists and turns, like the brain Anna Jay out there and uh, Sammy Guevara emerging at the end, kind of like how Shawn Michaels emerged at the end of the triple H sting match or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this one motherfucker you didn't account for that, that. He's right there. And then that's the first time you've seen him since he got thrown off the cage. Um, and, Obviously, they had had the deal where uh, Jazz breaks out of the shark cage. So, yes, I understand you. would Like, yo, they probably killed the gimmick. Obviously, you don't want people to get out of it. But it's I'm like, it's a fucking shark cage. It's a, a Jericho, match. It's a like, Jericho
0: it's a- match. When have you never seen? Name me the Jericho match where nobody gets out the cage. Whether it's a cage match or sharks in a cage. Kevin Owens is getting out the cage. Chris Jericho is getting out the cage. Like, you know, it, ha- it happens every single time. I understand that, like you wish those things didn't happen, and I wish they didn't happen too. But I know the man's tropes. I've watched him wrestle since since the nineties. Like I've, how I've seen do, people how do y'all saying know Chris the Jericho
1: tropes. needs to Chris Jericho uh, he needs to leave the business. He needs to go like back to WWE. The, the he has no value. They,
0: they they talked about him as if he was Triple H uh, last week. Rich, I thought it was hilarious. I ridiculous. thought it was hilarious. Bro, was
1: I'm, hilarious. Like, bro. I'm like yo. I understand y'all like Eddie Kingston. I love Eddie Kingston. I'm like, is I, is he to the no-lose uh point yet? Like, he, so, he's in the no-lose matches zone? So, I think the thing for me was
0: I was more Did satisfied. Did people expect
1: this to be the last, like, thing? I'm like, well, Jericho hasn't won either. at all yet during this whole thing. It took six men
0: or it, five men and it, two it took women. All, it took all of the King's men to, to, to help. Chris Jericho uh, take out Humpty Dumpty yeah uh, so you know it's in the thrill of Washington Live like I peeped, I peeped all this shit once I saw that Ruby Ro- you know they put Ruby in control of the thing it was like okay well based off of the injury she has like Tay's coming down and that means if Tay's coming down probably Sammy's returning and like they did all the stuff I, like all that stuff I was calling like the second I saw Ruby, I, I said it in the in the uh, thread. So like I expected all of this stuff. They're gonna have the cage, let it down, or Sammy's in tag to interfere. Um. So it took everything, and obviously you know, the finish was botched with whatever the fuck was going on. Yeah, gonna, yeah know, they were and, they were clearly out of place, like yeah. with something, and it I, also I, like a rush for time. Not. Like, hey, if you got a big match, a big blowout, or a pe- match that people think is a big deal, like how about like get rid of the squash match for, uh, do that next week or do that on rampage for, um, Starks. But yeah, like they were rushing towards the finish. It felt like they were, it was a huge miscommunication between Guevara and Jericho and Kingston on like the, the hurricane. And then like they beat him, Uh, and then at the end, like Kingston throws him into like the, the mesh pit. And I was like, the whole time I was like the, the mesh pit thing never got, no one went through that. like, you know, I'm, my, you know, my Chekhov's gun thing is like, just like, what is it going to happen? Right. So then he throws mine and throws him into it. And after he loses Jericho throw, sorry, Jericho is thrown into it by Kingston after Jer- Kingston loses. And I was like, okay, so it's not over. Like, this is basically that, that was the thing to tell you, like, it's not over. And like they jaw and they did a, you know, they did, they gave Kingston all the protection in the world. I But the thing that's crazy for me is like, people have already forgotten that, Kingston won the first match between them
1: clean
0: right as a sheet made him tap out in the middle like th- it was like this never happened to a, uh, like this point. was struck
1: from the record James
0: yeah yeah so like I see- so like you know there's is the thing when um uh I forgot what what match it was where uh they were where Kingston didn't win and I was like uh, I can't remember what it was. I was like, I don't, oh, it was, um, him trying to burn Danielson with the gas at, uh, Anarchy in the arena and, and like they end up losing because of it. And I was like, oh, I don't like this, bro. Um, I could see, uh, you, you add that, you, you throw that in there, you throw, you know, he didn't win the match against, uh, at the top of the cage, uh, at, blood guts you get this it's like all right they gotta have one more match and like Kingston has to fucking win and win then in that instance and then it's over from yeah, overweight so people can get over this because like now it's reached a point where it's like this for me it's still it's probably my front one for feud of the year um but if they fuck it up at the end then we're gonna have we're gonna be looking at this like people look at gargano and champa um, Maybe not to that epic of a yeah, level of uh, people being yeah. disappointed by it, but as far as like being sour on it, to where like people were at like you know ninety percent of it wasn't fucking excellent, and like the ten percent ruins everything for everyone. Oh my god! Like, I, never mind the three four and a half star matches we already saw. I'm not, I'm not talking about Kingston and Jericho. I'm talking about Ger- Gargano and Ciampa. Like, it, so yeah, like, um yeah, I I, I, I think that. They did that on purpose, and there'll be another match. And I don't think it's over. And like I'm looking at it, and it's like they got big shows to do it at. Like I don't know how long they can hold it off before another more TV. Before we end up getting to um all out, or even like the 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 perfect idea would be to do it in New York. But I don't know if they can wait that long because that's that's months away. That's months away.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know what they escalate to. Like, it could be an I Quit match. Uh, Sam was suggesting that. Uh, I, I think they could do that. It, it was. They were, it, people were uh, were saying some funny stuff. Like these guys are doing all the Japanese tropes. Uh, so originally it was King's Road. Then now they they did like the FMW or whatever <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> with the barbed wire shit. But uh, after that, like, like uh, I think there was. Someone that uh, said maybe they can do UWFI next. So, um,
0: bro, I, I, when not I saw not want the to in- see a work shoot. I did not want to see Jericho do work shoot style. Please do. No. <laughs> oh, Like, do you want to see Jericho try to get people buzzsaw kicks for knockdowns? <laughs> I, I- I, um, I, I don't. I don't want to see. I saw that.
1: the entrance to this match. It was, the, was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Chris Jericho do. Like he pops up through the fucking Cody Vader and he has the mask on and the and the bat and it's just like you he looks ridiculous. Gimmick, you fucking gimmick. Like, um, but Jericho wins. People lose their mind on on Chris Jericho. I'm like,
0: they turned on Chris Jericho. Like, and you know what I? You know what? You know what? Uh what video I thought of. Do you remember when, uh do you remember when Gayle King interviewed R. Kelly? <laughs> and yes. And they went to lying about about, about, about I didn't do this stuff. I gave y'all, y'all trying to end my career. I gave y'all 30 years. I gave y'all 30 years. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, Jericho's like, y'all hate me now? I gave y'all 30 years. <laughs> so, so, But yeah, it was, it was just weird because it's like, Bruh, like Kingston, Kingston got him hooked on that good dope. Like they look.
1: Look, and I'm with they, it. I'm, I'm with Daddy Kingston look, shit. Like they,
0: they with that man like he's fucking 80, like he's mid 80s Hogan right now. Like, like he, he's nah, dusty. Man, he can't lose. We can't we can't we can't yeah, Dusty's probably more apt. Uh but like he can't lose. That's bullshit. It's like, bruh, like he won the first match. Relaxed. Like y- you never wa- you never watched Pro Wrestling before? Like, yeah, I, I think people have lost trust in, in the Booker on this one because it's gone so long and they feel like it's Jericho, quote unquote, like getting his wins back. And it's like, to what end? Like, Jericho Jericho wins or loses tomorrow. He's going to wake up to, uh, the next day, walk into uh, the, uh, the office and be who? That's right. Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Like. Yeah, this is for Kingston to get another big win. I feel that way. And if and look, and if we are wrong, and this is squash, and he's now like on the Moxley, I will come on this show the, uh, next week and be like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And that'd be right. more than fair to say. But, but I, I think, I think that I, know, i think that pretty that's pretty confident. Match.
1: I'm pretty confident Kingston's gonna win at the end. Yeah. Like I think people, like, thought,
0: I think people were related to believe because of, you know, the gimmick that like, that this was, was yeah, the, this end. was the, the end and they're pissed. And it's like, I don't, when he threw like, if it was, they wouldn't have gotten out of it by having them throw them out, you throw them into the, the barbed wire pit at the end. It's not over.
1: Right. That. And also like, like we mentioned, like there was five additional men, two women, and that's what was needed. And then, right. Extra interference on the side, like, like that Sammy shit was like, bro. I was screaming when I saw Sammy, bro. I was like, oh my god, this, this nigga showed up. Like, so, um, yeah, but they, they beat the fuck out of each other. I was like, yo, y'all should, yeah.
0: y'all,
1: y'all chirping. Like, yeah,
0: like, I liked the, I liked, you know, how they got out the cage. I like the reunion of, of, um, Anna and, and Tay. Um, that means that evil. Like, oh, also, right. remember, James, Dark Order is forever. Yeah, that was um, a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> As the BTE came out, and yes. like so being like, "What the yes. fuck?"
1: Yes, it was today. Um, uh, and, okay. um he was like, you know, the the first day of Dark Order class, they tell you not to lure any shark cages. Like, I can't believe she did this. Like, she was what, funny, bro? <laughs> yes, she was hilarious. <laughs> you gotta check it out, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was
0: pretty funny. Okay, but. Um, that's a- got um for so who for, do you think ruby's gonna get to help try to beat their ass um there's a lot of free agents
1: out there um you know i saw people sending out pictures of dakota don't, kai don't say sarah and, logan oh, okay oh no I saw, I saw i saw pictures of people sending out pictures of dakota kai and ruby tag team in the, in the past
0: oh yeah they they did do that in the um they did do that yeah like before yeah. nxt yeah and, and I'm seeing a lot of, like, women's tag
1: teams, like, quietly kind of forming, and I'm not liking it.
0: I'm not elaborate. liking it. I mean, um, you know, you have Jamie and you have Britt. Uh, you have Thunderstorm. Uh, like, So, you're afraid there's going to be a tag, a women's tag team division, and, like, then, obviously, like, the center of the waves, and people will look at, like, well, what about Sasha and Naomi, that sort of thing?
1: I, I just don't think they're... They don't. They, they don't. They don't have facilities for that. They're it. not set
0: up for that. They don't. Yeah. They, right. they, they, they' Look, they barely do good. Uh, or I can't. I mean, art. I, I, I mean, retract that. Sometimes, sometimes they do good. Uh, women's wrestling. Uh, in singles. Now you're gonna throw in tags when there's there'll be even less time for that. Yeah, <laughs> but like you already it, see. It, you already see the tag teams linking up, though. You do see that, yep. like the baddies. Uh, the trios of uh, thunderstorm. Uh, thunderstorm, but the trios also of um of uh Athena and Willow and Statlander, Anna and, and tie back together. Uh yeah, it, it's it, yeah, it could it could it could be happening. I don't know if I already mentioned the baddies, but the baddies uh yep. yeah. So yeah, it's it I just, just, I just don't think thing. they have
1: the like they don't have they're not prepared to dedicate that kind of time.
0: Any chances of another tag a woman's tag tournament?
1: Like it was two years ago. It could be. It could be a women's tag team cup. Like I keep doing those. Those I'm fine with those. Um, but full out sets of belts. It's like mm, there's yeah. a lot of stuff he pushing out the way for another set of like you know something that I don't know like the real
0: value add there. Like I, I mean, if it's Sasha Banks and Naomi, it is definitely worth it, and you, and you definitely got to do it if if that's what it takes. Whatever. Look, uh, after after Thanos snapped out uh, everybody or half the well, whatever dinosaurs.
1: gets them in the door.
0: Yeah, yeah. After you, after uh, Thanos snapped out half of the uh, universe, and they had to go back in time and use the stones to, you know, kill the stones or whatever the fuck it was uh, at, at uh, end game. Like, uh, yeah, it's like whatever it takes. That's what they were saying. Like whatever it takes, some of us die. Someone that survived. We gotta do whatever it takes to bring back half the universe. Whatever it takes to get Sasha back, and we walk through this fucking door. Whatever it takes. Make look after you commission them. Uh, them tag the woman tags me you belt. Know, commission them trios belts if you need need be. Whatever it takes. But um, yeah. Whatever Mercedes wants, Mercedes wants she gets. Whatever so. Trinity wants, she gets.
1: So we had um, Rampage also. Um, this was a okay episode. It wasn't, you know, uh, this was one of those weeks where it's like, damn, like, are y'all gonna put like some hot shit on Rampage? No? Okay. Yeah. Um, but Hangman, Page, and John Silver against Butchering the Blade. Uh, Page and Silver picked up the win. Um, my quest for Hangman to actually get into something important continues. Right. Um, I I still don't know how he feels about losing the world title. Um, and almost at this point, it's like that, that ship has sailed. Almost at this point, it's like he's just like after you lose the title. Like I think his usage has been like downright embarrassing. Um, to to not sugarcoat it at all, like what the fuck? I Mike, thought this guy it. was a star. Yeah, like I.
0: They took the belt off of John Moxley in, like, the, you know, like, the very next pay-per-view, he's in the tag team title match with um, Kingston versus the Young Bucks.
1: Or he's getting rematches and shit on pay-per-view first, and then, like, going through the trios loop, and then leads to, like, the Bucks thing. Uh,
0: like, yeah, that, yeah,
1: yeah. Hangman like, is like, I don't know, are they waiting to, like form like to do the elite reunion because I know Kenny and the Bucks are getting bad together. That's exactly
0: what it is. And it's taking for fucking ever. Like, and it's the, like young damn, Bucks, the, the Young do Bucks the Young shit with
1: them in the meantime, like, damn.
0: Like so much of the year has been the Young Bucks and Adam Page just chilling out, waiting for Kenny Omega to get by and like granted the Young the uh, the Young Bucks end up with the tag team belts and they had to Whatever else, and they've had some great matches, and but like it just feels like they what do you want to do? Nothing because like we we we, we want to wait until Kenny O'Man comes back. It's like, bro, you can't be that held up on all this shit. And obviously, you know, I think some of it also is uh um also complicated with O'Reilly being hurt and Cole being hurt, but it's like y'all just not gonna do nothing waiting for three different people to get injured. Who knows when the fuck they'll be back? Do something. Yeah.
1: And I think Matt actually was hurt, but got cleared, so they're, they're even delayed from wrestling more again. There is probably, like, a face turn that comes with all this, so I understand the caution. Like, you don't want to, like, fuck a face turn up, because right, nothing right. Worth yeah, That's fair.
0: But still, it's frustrating. Um, it is very yeah. frustrating to be like, where are the guys? Like, where's the elite? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean.
1: <laughs> like, like that's...
0: Like, I understand, I understand Kenny's hurt, but what the fuck? Like... Yeah. Y'all, y'all how how long y'all how long are y'all willing to wait on this i know you know the report said he they omega is due back before all out, all that kind of stuff but all out since september it is july We really that's how long we gonna wait okay
1: because yeah. i can tell you like Heyman page showing up just kind of looking like damn like a, like a guy at this point and it's like well what was all this This effort that was put into him, like, for over the last three years? And then, like, you know, him looking light years away from the guy that was, like, fighting Lance Archer and, like, doing these incredible, like, matches at the beginning of the year. It's like, he's this- just kind of... Is this, the, like, his Okada balloons phase? Like, what the <sighs> fuck is this?
0: Like, I don't... I mean... There was a lot it's funny because I actually heard someone uh refer to Utami as Okobo, lose Zokata early, like, like a couple of weeks ago. But uh yeah, like this dude was a was a like like serious, legitimate wrestler of the year contender, and like uh <laughs> the rate this shit's going. <laughs> Uh, like, you know, there's a reason why they handicap these races and you, and you track it as it goes, but like, he, like, uh, he's definitely down right now. He's definitely trending down. Um, and he needs to shine the arm And like, it's got like, I would just like for this man to like have a non title feud again, aside from just page, I'm sorry, not page, but pack where like he gets to wrestle somebody. Uh, multiple times it's fun. Like what's Andrade, what's Andrade doing? Like I know uh, well that's a bad answer. I know they're doing the Rouge thing and with uh
1: uh Can we get him in there Death with Jay Lethal next? How
0: about that? Like get him a I mean, it gotta do something, but damn yeah. like get him a I don't I don't know. Get him something, anything. Find, there's like there's dozens of wrestlers on this roster. Find him a hot match, find him a program for now that you can do on TV.
1: Yeah. Um there's all those Blackpool Combat Club guys like, you know, <laughs> pick one of them to fight, like something. Like I don't I don't know. Like um but Lee Moriarty and Dante Martin. Uh this was kind of interesting because we had uh this is a rematch of a match that they had on Dark uh, about a year ago. And um this was Two baby faces at the beginning of the match, and then Lee Moriarty kind of takes the easy way out, holds the rope on a roll up, uh, you know, and it's like, hmm, he's, I guess, is he finding out that doing things the the good ways isn't working for him because we see Stokely Hathaway kind of walk out. Looks like he may be trying to recruit Lee. Lee is kind of playing coy on that. I think he takes his business card but walks off. No, no,
0: he gets offered, the, the last week it was offered to him and he didn't have a chance to accept it and uh, Seidel ripped it up. This week he offers it and he smiles and doesn't take it. So next week he will take it.
1: Yeah, so next next week he's due to fight Matt Sidell, um and basically say you ain't fighting a student, you find fighting a teacher. So we'll see which way this goes, but uh, this is a little something to hey, pay attention to. Good, this match, the
0: good technical wrestling, the fun technical wrestling.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I haven't had the complaints about Lee Moriarty that I've had (laughs) about other gentlemen. (laughs) Um, Also, you know, Dante Barton's always excellent. So, um, yes.
0: Underrated technical wrestler, too.
1: We had uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader taking on Ashley
0: D'Amboise and Sky Blue. Yes. Man, what a match! They oh. beat the shit out of them too. And it was fun for me. I enjoyed them <laughs> so good. Just, just, just raw, just, I almost said raw dog, ragtagging them. They beat the shit out of them too. It was fun. Like, there was a, uh, twist, like, <sighs> I know, I know that Britt does a sling blade, but when she got, uh, one of them on the apron and did a, an elevated twist and shout, I fucking howled. I, I did not know we were getting Brittany Hashi. I didn't know. I, not, I was not expecting that one, I, but it all clicked to me. The sling blade, that okay. When is the, when do I getting the when do I the hot fly flow? When is that coming? What is that? When is that coming through? I mean, when she it, is when the does ace. I hit the shelves.
1: Look, look, she is the ace.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it didn't. You know, you know, Britt Baker, just like Tanahashi. Hey, Britt and Jamie tags they're so much better in tags in AEW. so much better like they can have their match or two or whatever else when they're wrestling like a riho or a Sheeta. but like just running them run of the mill day in day out consistently they're consistently better as as a tag team than they are singles in AEW uh so far so uh um... has better hair Hey, man, you, you say that shit to Brit if you want to catch a lockjaw. Uh, Jade Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. I didn't see this match. Um, so Daniels is fighting on behalf of the absent Samoa Joe. Um, I can't remember this match even though I watched it today. But like I thought, it was I thought it was uh very good. I really enjoyed it, and like there were nice kickouts, and the crowd was into it. And like it's interesting because like Christopher Daniels is still go, but like he's he's the vet that he's the the uh, highly respected vet that's there to lose, and like the crowd knew it, but like the crowd still like enjoyed the match. Um, it wasn't like it was some four star thing or whatever else, but it was a three and a half thing. It was fun. Um, and at the end. (laughs) <laughs> they get uh lethal gets the win he goes for lethal injection uh daniel's like uh back body drops out of it and uh i forgot he falters somehow some way and then lethal just gets it again and gets lethal injection gets the win <laughs> and then like they take him they take him outside and and uh sing and dut and lethal. They wear his ass out with, with stomps or whatever else. And the crowd is expecting, they're, they're expecting Joe to show up, to make the save, right? Cause they haven't seen Joe forever. And then after a certain amount of time goes and Dut and, and lethal uh, talking that shit into the camera, they realize there ain't nobody coming to save Chris Daniels. He finna die out there. Like <laughs> the fuck, fa- like he finna stay out there on the ground. And they started to boo and like they went, to, they went black on that. And I was like, and that's when I sent that text in, like, like, Sanjay Dutt is so fucking annoying because because at the end they go off air like Dutt looks at the camera and he has a yellow pencil he's wearing yellow and he looks at the camera and say we're gonna snap you and he sna- <laughs> Joe, we're gonna say he staff the pistol. I was like he's so annoying but he's but it's awesome how annoying he is like I like the act I really do it is it, just so simple just be annoying and be good good talkers
1: yeah man um, but. I guess that's it for AEW, so um, I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. Hit the music.
0: okay so uh i have to pull up the uh let's <laughs> see your comment you're an idiot rich uh i have to pull up my uh, my nose for stardom so i'm not going to go through the the road to shows from the weekend before from the i think it's the 8th 17th and 18th or whatever else oh it's actually the 16th 18th and one other day but um i'm gonna get the pay-per-views from this past weekend stardom in showcase okay so this show the presentation i enjoyed as far as like there's a live dj that starts it off like the people are coming down to the ring with a dj with dj playing music and like each um song like fits the theme of what the music is like like when they did the Cosmic Angels and Summer match, they're playing like uh, this—I wouldn't say tropical, but like this upbeat track uh, that has a the that has like the the vocals from um, the stems from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September, right? And anything that had that can fit that sounds, you know, it sounds great. Um, and then when they play, when they go for the I Quit match between uh, Kurumi, uh and shuri like they play something more something more like serious and then the hardcore match play something more serious uh and then like the four-way uh falls Club anywhere match and play something more fun so like it's it's they're playing sets and as they're playing sets they're playing on the titantron like uh what got them to the match like whatever the vtr is for that uh the, the video package and then they made entrances in both of them and then like you know, when it's time for the for them to, uh, <laughs> when it's time for them to wrestle, instead of the bell ringing, when the refs uh, ring sound, uh, signals for the bell, the DJ plays a, air, a person that's like, let's go. And then you hear the bum, 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 like the air horn. And it happens every night. And every single time it like made me pop, right? I was expecting it by like the third match. Well, um, Negro says DJ Pretty Dragon was hitting the music. Yes, she was. She was hitting that music. Uh, so, um, they let her start the show by by playing open set and like, you should play some, sta- some classic staples. She played like, a uh, Call on Me, uh, uh, Vici Levels, stuff like that. And then played like this, the intro music or the interest music, uh, for the video packages and, uh, for the rest to come out to enter, enter to. Uh, so let's get to the matches because they start the show with a, with a, a showcase battle royal. Mayu, Hazuki, a lot of people are in it, and then, like, but number two, there was originally three uh, surprise people in it, but they ended up knocking it down to two, because, like, the car got adjusted, because, like, Tommy, nasapoy uh, and two, Waka, and one or two other people, like, couldn't make the show from either a COVID concern, or a non not healed up injury yet, so, uh, the second person that comes out, Rich, (laughs) super strong stardom machine. They put Eda, Rich. They put Eda back in that fucking a leotard and mask at fucking hell. So, like, Eda comes out, and like Maia goes, "Isn't this? Isn't this?" Before she can say or Eda, she covers her mouth. And then she like wrestles like a, like a generic wrestler. And then like everybody else from Stars come out and they all tag up on, uh, on Superstroke Starting Machine. Uh, Nasa come back. Um, at the end of the match, basically the last two people are, uh, Amasaki and the, the second, uh, surprise guest, Goki death. So that's Turned that's, back that, good. That, yes, that's death. When she was in stars and was the, the happy clown, You're, you know, not not so much depressed, sad clown or evil clown like we've seen since she got, you know, was sold into bondage into of, of anal tie. Hey, uh, or not sold, but lost in the bondage.
1: Fucking death greater than Jonathan Gresham.
0: Oh my God. I, I can't with you right now, Rich. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so at the end, like, uh Gokigen, and it's funny because like she shows up and, and Kogo's there and Kogo like she she's only been around for like the beginning of this year or maybe a little bit before then. Uh actually no, like about sp- yeah, like the beginning of this year. And like she's like, Gokigen, like like actual friends, like I've met you before. Y'all ain't met before. What the fuck? <laughs> and she's like and they're, they're doing tag moves together or whatever else, and then like the next day. Like it's is Fuki getting back in order of the time? She's like, "Wait, what happened? You're evil again." What? What? But uh, yeah, uh, looking ends up winning with the O'Connor roll. Uh, this was a rough ass rumble. Like, it's I, I didn't give it two stars, but like it was fun. Like it, it's fun, but it's crummy wrestling. Like, so I felt like I was watching a different wrestling, pr- uh, a different Joshi wrestling promotion uh, at mm. the time. Uh, yeah, so. Care, care, care to name
1: names or um, we just gonna move on? Okay, yeah, let's move
0: look, on. Look, you know, you know, uh, they know, they yeah, know, yeah. So, second match, you end up getting the, the tower and power match. Now, this match ended up getting um, adjusted uh, for Queen's Quest to be dropped out. It was gonna be uh, in it, um, Utami and Lady C, but they moved Lady C to the Battle Royal, and then they just did, uh, um. Himeka versus Ida and Ami. And the match starts where, like, they put in, uh, they put in, they start with the two, with the two, with Himeka and they start with Ami, and it's about to be a giant battle. And then, for some strange reason, like, Himeka, t- they go for the top, the high reaching uh, knuckle lock, right? So then, mm-hmm. Himeka asks Ida, I'm sorry, Jameka asked Micah to come in and basically like uh put her on her shoulders. So now, like, it's it is Hameka on top of uh Micah's shoulders, and now Hameka's freshing up saying, you know, now what? So now Ami's looking around, like, what do we do? So then Ami tells Ida, let me get on your shoulders, Ami <laughs> <laughs> And fucking Ida, strong ass, lifts her up, puts her on her shoulders, and then, like, at the top, almost like during the pool, like, you have at the top of it, you got the Giants on top doing the high uh, knuckle lock, and then at the bottom, you have Ida uh, and Micah doing it, and then eventually Micah's, like, back gives out, and then from there, they all the hossery, chops, and, and shoulder tackles, and all that. But the rule to this match was, you know, all the rules were explained, will be explained at the, sh- were explained at the show, like right before the match. The rules of this match was, it was basically a, t- uh, a single elimination, um, over the top rope tag match. So, the first person gets thrown over the top rope, the ma- match ends. So, the end of the match ends up being, I-, I thought this was, I thought this was good. I ended up giving it three stars. The end of the match is, they're, uh, tussling over a vertical suplex and then, uh, Ida and Micah, and then Ida ends up on Micah's shoulders, and then um, and then Micah just starts running towards the top rope, and he hurls Ida's ass like over the top rope onto the floor. Uh, so then you get the cosmic rules match or cosmic su- summer cosmic whatever the fuck it was called in in, uh, in uh, rules or whatever else or cosmic. Su- Cosmic colors and I don't know, whatever. Cosmic summer uh rules, whatever. Basically
1: Cosmic rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. So basically, uh it's supposed to be a tag team match. That's point was not cleared, so it turns to a, a triple threat match, and it's the Mina, the Yanagi, and the Saki, and they all come down to the ring in uh a white dress shirt and, like, the, uh, uh, short shorts, and, uh, they come down with, like, uh, like floaties, like, one has, like, a, like, a inner tube, the other one, and then another, like, float, float thing, right, so then the match happens, Unagi eventually, in the middle of the match, brings out a, a goofy gimmick box, and they all pull out the box, one, two, three, there's two super soakers, and the third one is, like, a, I don't know, some type of, uh, wicker basket, and Mina gets to work her basket. The other two get those super soakers. So fuck ensues People get super soaked. There's a near fall with the ref. The one that's not in the pen is super soaking the ref. So the, for the so they breaks the count. Uh People slip and slide on, on the on the ring. The Mina, the Mina eventually says, has the ring to herself. And she does the Mina pose, looks dead into the camera, and out of her shirt is soaking wet. And decides to show, show to un- unbutton and reveal the bosom, uh, and then catches it as she does that. She then catches a boot to the head from Saki, uh, and then they all end up with their shirts off. And then there's more more comedy, playful wrestling, and at the end, at the end of this painful thing the match gets ruled a no fucking contest.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't rate this, but this is one of the worst matches of the year. I didn't rate it. So sure. Zero, whatever. I don't care. Give, give negative zero. I don't care. It's one of the worst matches of the year I've seen. Uh, but like for, for those that weren't there for professional wrestling, y'all definitely got what y'all wanted out of this one. Cause the Mina, the mina uh so uh then you get an i quit match between Shuri and Karumi. Karumi is the heavy from uh prominence this was originally supposed to be a tag match with uh marai in it versus also with uh, akane fujita but akane uh fujita from prominence their number three uh had some neck injury apparently so she was out as well so it turned into a singles match and they moved uh marai down she was in a battle royal um so it's it's karumi who's a young girl they're number five in out of the five person faction and promise versus Shuri in an I quit match. And basically, what they did was instead of doing pinfalls, they basically did a regular match where, like, instead of a three count, anytime someone got hit with a big move where they could have got hooked their leg hooked for a pin, uh, the ref basically is like, Do you want to continue? asked twice if you sure you don't want to continue. So that's how they told the story of the match, Karumi. She's green as hell, but like she's a big hoss, and like I think she's gonna end up being good. Like for the stuff she already does, the power moves she already does, like she does a boss man slam that looks fantastic. Uh, but uh, Shuri did a carry job. I enjoyed this match. At the end, the finish ends up being they end up brawling up to the uh, stage, and um Shuri escapes out of whatever danger danger she was in. She kicks off uh, Karumi's head. And Kermi won't won't uh won't give up. So Shuri's like, all right, fine. Like, puts, puts her up in the launch position uh, from a body slam and, and walks towards the edge of the stage. Is like, give up or I'm going to fucking kill you. So that made her give up. Like, she wouldn't give up off of a... Uh, Kirby wouldn't give up after, after, like, getting beat down with that buzzsaw kick. She wouldn't give up after a sleeper. So you end up hoisting her up. It was like if you don't, I'm just gonna throw you off the stage and kill you if you don't do it. So she gave up to to spare her life, and then Sherry threw her through a uh, a false floor anyway. It was awesome, uh, the finish anyway. Uh, I ate this match uh, three and a quarter for a person I've never seen. Russell was completely green or whatever else. I thought that Shuri carried her very well, even with like the the uh, the odd I or not I odd, but like the un. Uh, familiar idea of like you get hit with a big move you want to quit to just stop the pain um but yeah that was fun and then uh then you get the the Falls Count Count Anywhere uh, Fatal 4-Way Match Tam, Azumi, Kaguma and Momo I'll get to it but like in this match there might be the funniest spot I've seen or, or thing in wrestling in a match I've seen all fucking year happen so like i said the setup is different they have the they have dj uh little was it dj pretty dragon like basically like on us on a stand like above the titan trance she's like 10 12 feet up in the air um and off to the sides of both stages there is there is a bo- an elephant bouncy house like a bouncy house in the shape of an elephant and there's also like one of those like bouncy slide deals that are they're that, that like two stories high and you climb up and you slide down. So match starts. It's chaos. Kaguma and Azumi are like playing tag at some point. Like it was like, Kaguma was like, come chase me Azumi and Azumi. No, it was actually Tam chasing her. Uh, and then like Tam was chasing her around. Too old to
1: be playing with the little kids
0: like this. You stupid. So in the middle of the match, like all of a sudden, like you're like, where where did Momo go? Did she, she did she fuck off? She's like, I'm out of here. Find come to find out that like uh, in the in the build to this, it started where like those three the, the faces were were uh, talking about doing a match for Stardom Showcase, and then like as you're walking through a door. Momo's walking into it, and like they knocked, they all knocked each other over, and like dropped Momo's food, and then Momo whooped all three of their ass and she was pissed that her food got dropped. So Azumi is searching around while those two are playing tag, and finds out that like there is like a a offshoot room, and the camera follows them where like there's like the Oedo Tai lair where like they all have their laptops up and Momo's eating food. She's just, she's eating her meal. She's like, I missed my lunch. This is bullshit. It actually the show started around lunchtime on the Saturday anyway. Uh so missed My Lunch. I don't want to be in this match. Whatever. And she's eating. So then Azumi stomps her out. And look, stomped her out and none of her homegirls did nothing. Just sat there and watched. Uh and then Azumi, because she saw other trays of food, stole Momo's food and took it to the ring and that enticed Momo to get back into the match. So, they end up getting to the floor of the the bouncy slide. So, actually, I gotta retract, I gotta go back. As the chase stuff was happening, they cut to them inside of the bouncy house, the elephant bouncy house, and Tam and Kaguma start basically, like, doing, like, the rolling, like, uh, the rolling cradle falls inside the bouncy house in a circle. Like it goes in a circle is hilarious. And then like, you never see them again. And you see Momo and Azumi wrestling more. And the next thing you know, they cut back after a minute or two and like T- Tam is wearing Kaguma's gear. And then like Kaguma is wearing Tam's gear and they're all like, what the fuck happened? Like, like it was a magic trick that happened, or whatever else. So then they all end up over by the bouncy slide Kaguma and Tam end up climbing to the top of the bouncy slide, they can basically go through the elevator, go through the thing, up to the second floor, climb over the, the railing, get on to the top, uh, to bounce, uh, to climb through, there's other parts I'm missing when they already went through the, went through the, uh, the slide already one time, so, Azumi and Momo are, are there to catch them, and, like, Tam's, like, hesitant, like, I don't want to jump, I don't want to jump, even though all she does is jump off shit now, uh, I don't want to jump. Kaguma says, "You don't want to jump? Fine." Throws Tam over this, over the, uh, down the slide to go tumble crashing down to the floor. You can be another person to catch. So Kaguma, you know, yeah, known for, the comment section, <laughs> known to jump off shit. Um, no, this, all of this stuff happened. This is okay. People are like, am I on all drugs explaining what happened on the stardom? Because people that heard us talk about stardom, they ain't never heard us talk about no show like this before. This is their new showcase show. This is basically their excuse to say they have a third brand where stardom is stardom. They have their young girl show, uh, showcase show, or series called uh, N- New Blood. And then this is their new thing that they're going to do at the same, like every six weeks as well, where like they do a bunch of gimmick matches and do goofy shit. So people that say they don't do fun stuff and where is the costume battle royal? Well, here's your costume battle royal. Like Tam dress up as Kaguma. Kaguma dress up as Tam. Shut the fuck up. So, uh. They, they put on all these goofy matches, or whatever else, and some are gonna be good, some weren't gonna be good, and some are just gonna be goofy fun, or whatever else, and they can say, hey, this is just like the, all the other goofy shit that happens in Got to a Move or TJPW and Sakuraism that y'all say is like the reason why Stardom isn't good, even though look at the business, look at the matches, look at the storylines, whatever. But anyway, um, back to the match. Those three at the bottom, Kaguma's at the top. She jumped off the top of the ladder to the floor in the cage match, or in that, in that ladder match back in December. She jumped off the top of the cage to finish the match She escaped the cage uh, last month. So what does she do? She goes to jump off the uh, off that bouncy slide. But Keep in mind that bouncy slide is a bouncy slide, like you've been on a bouncy house before, right? You know how that is not rigid. Yeah. So when she loaded up to jump, there was nothing rigid to propel her. So she she. She splattered around her fucking face and, and and basically melted down to the floor. And my you was on commentary. I have never heard somebody laugh that hard at their fucking friend, botching in the middle of a match is the funny, bro. My stomach hurt from laughing so hard at this shit. Uh, but basically, from there, Azumi and Kaguma end up to the top of the stage. And Rich, I shit you not. I look at this stage and you can see like there is like a like a false wall there. And it reminds me of like, was it 2000? Is uh, it King of the Ring or Royal Rumble? What when was what, what was the pay-per-view that had uh, Angle versus uh, Shane?
1: King of the Ring 2000.
0: It looked like that kind of false wall. And sure enough, Azumi gives a vertical suplex, and, and vertical suplexes Kaguma through that fucking false wall, and then gets the pin for one, th- and, and wins the the goofy match. And then like Momo, you never see Momo again after the Kaguma botch. You never see her again. But you see like the other three baby faces all celebrating and being in good spirits, and they walk to the back. And then like you see, later see pictures of uh, on Twitter of Kaguma and Tam in each other's gear. It's almost like a it's almost like a pro wrestler's jersey swap after the game, but. Whatever. So, uh, let me go back to this. Uh, yeah, man, securism is real. Like, think, think about it. Think about it. Uh, so then you get to like a match that could actually have been like on a stardom card. The second one that actually could have been on a stardom card. Uh, it is Julia and Mai versus Suzu. And Risa in a hardcore match. So, they come down with all the gimmicks. Like, uh, Susan comes down with a styrofoam board that's like, I don't know, six feet tall, four feet wide. That has plastic forks sticking into them with, like, the business end sticking up. The fuck? Right. And so... (sighs) Julia because of her love of, like, the karate tiles, she comes down with a a, a, a group of them, like, they're all stacked along the ring, um, and it had, I had PTSD from when she had that terrible, god-awful white belt, uh, match for, with, versus Nasko at the beginning of 2021, and I was like, this is gonna be awful, and at the beginning, it stunked, and then they kept going, and it got fucking good as hell. This match was very good. This this probably has to be the best Mai Sakurai match ever. And it involved her going and get, getting thrown into shit and getting uh, shit thrown into her. Uh, basically the end of the match is uh they put something over the top of Mai. And uh you know Risa big big Joshi by today's standards five five probably like one forty ish. She gets on the second rope, and then Suzu basically backpacks on her almost like a almost like a koala right Whatever was on top of my I don't remember, but Risa came off with Suzu on her back and hit and hit a diving double knee drop on top of whatever it was and and that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end uh this is a good ass match i ended up giving this uh three and three quarters uh oh it was uh it was on a pile of chairs it was a pile of chairs those two were on or that was on my that uh before they murdered my um uh, i don't know what was said after that but they basically like basically saying like ju or susie said to julia like i face you at the grand prix we're in the same block you know they're on this the last night of the grand prix you know, Sue's going to try to play spoiler obviously. Uh and then the main event. <sighs> Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid versus The Grim Reaper. Um there were vignettes earlier in in previous weeks showing right Showing the Grim Reaper in different videos, in one video attacking Kamatani and also Rossi, and in the second video attacking Starlight Kid and Rossi. And I'm just like, damn, Rossi, you getting your ass whooped. Like, you making he, too much money he out here. You gotta, to you gotta buy higher security detail. You can't be letting death sneak up on you like this. Now, come on, now. Um He
1: ain't, he ain't even looking for the real killers.
0: <laughs> and when I say the Grim Reaper, I mean somebody that is dressed in like almost like the 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 druid veil and then has a skull mask over their face and like it does not look like it's it looks like you look you can probably that's like a good one you get out of party city or whatever (laughs) little like makeshift you know costume place you got right get you a you know a nice little thirty dollar uh twenty dollar uh halloween costume so um they set up the they set up two caskets both on opposite sides Right, one towards the entrance, one on the other side of the entrance. So they all come down, and then the last entrance is the uh, the Grim Reaper, obviously. And I'm looking at the Grim Reaper, and I'm like, I can see a piece of the gear, and I see the colors of the gear. And my, my thought was, is that is that Rin Katakura? Based off the colors, but, but I was like, no, that can't be Rin because like the body shape is is off. Like she wearing like a false bodysuit or something. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. So eventually the match take continue- the match goes or whatever else. They tease, you know, lifting the, ca- having the rest lift the casket door to throw them in. And apparently the rules is you got to throw both of them in to close it, right? So eventually after some of the shenanigans and like, uh, them trying to, you know, do their luching around, uh, this, this, uh, Grim Reaper, eventually they get a hurricane run or something and the mask comes off. I'm like, was that on purpose? Is that a botch? They raise up. And it turns out, Rich, it was fucking you.
1: (laughs) Not. Why, like, why you, you?
0: Yes, not you, like, Rich Lada. You is in, like, former Tokyo Joshi Pro Pro Wrestling Eve, you. Why you, you, yes. Uh, And I was like. Every time I've ever seen this woman, she's basically just been, like, this lovely, you know, like, nice woman that will get angry and throw chops and bowling ball you in the corner. Like, why is she evil now? <laughs> and why is she evil wearing this colorful-ass gear? So, they wrestle around. They tease near falls. Like, they tease... Uh, so, they do one where, like, they uh, Kamatani and Kid team up together to get... Uh, you to charge at them uh, towards one of the caskets, and they and they uh, you know pull the rope, and you goes over the top, and she crashes on top of the, one of the caskets, and like the and the casket collapses underneath the, on, on impact, uh, and then they had a vi- like a, a top down cam, so it, like you see like the, the devastation. So the match continues. They end up by the other casket, and um they have little time. Elevate the casket where it's like sitting up with the door open. Like you can like Irish whip somebody into the casket and close the door and el- eliminate them in that way. So th- you and kid tease that and as they're doing all that stuff, they showed they reveal the camera angle from the entrance towards the ring. And you see c- fucking Kamatani on top of this big ass casket. And keep in mind, this casket is big. I mean, like sitting on the floor, sitting up, it's, it's above the ropes. It's like eight feet in the air. She jumps, she hits her punch off of the, uh, off of the casket, obviously. Um, they end up back in the ring and they tease them more near, near falls or whatever else. And eventually you gets both of them into the casket and shoves their on both of them. And then like she grabs the rope that's co- that connected to the casket and she walks that bitch off like she's a goddamn undertaker. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> so like this show. I have fun watching it. I would never recommend this show. <laughs> I would never like if I'm going to recommend anything, I'd be like
1: James said, nah, man, I ain't putting my name on this.
0: Nah, nah, this is this is not James' boys, Joshi professional wrestling. It is not. Uh, so yeah, like I have fun watching it. Can I recommend you th- a third match off this show? I probably cannot. I, actually, I probably can like the the triple threat match, but. Uh, the sorry, the uh, the false card match because how goofy it was, and just for the botcha on Kaguma alone. But nah man, like this match, uh like if I had to rate this at, against the other actual wrestling that stardom does, this is one of the weaker shows of the year, and definitely the weakest pay-per-view they've ever had. Um So Then the next day they had the real pay per the, the thank god the pallet claims are like the real pay-per-view. Uh they had uh uh stardom Midsummer's Champions And this was a very good show, just like any other star on pay-per-view. You get very good at the worst, and usually you get great. And then sometimes you get a, a, uh, depending on what show it is, the biggest show, one of the biggest shows of the year, you're going to get, you know, a show of the year contender. But uh, this started out with a, let's see where we are right now. My uh,
1: Sakurai and yeah. Rina.
0: My and Rena, Amakari. Uh not not normal, Rina, Rina Amakari. Oh, she's okay. in colors. They they basically just put people together because of the the cancellation of scratches. Uh <sighs> versus Ida and Hannon. Uh they go back and forth. It's a it's a pretty good match. Uh Amakari and Ida do hot ha- spots very similar to what they did at uh New blood a few weeks ago. Um, ultimately you end up getting Mai in the ring with Ida. Uh my or Ida eliminated Mai from the Cinderella tournament earlier this year, so there's some smoke. They end up going to a 10-minute time limit drawing the opener by uh, mm. teasing them near falls. So uh then you end up going to um Mayu and Kogo versus Fuga and Death in, in Rohaka. And uh starts out the match, Kogo's like you were just good yesterday and like, we're friends. Like we're not friends anymore. And like, right. And she's trying to convince her and, and, and the, and the clown, just the evil clown, just, you know, tricks her and and beats her up. Uh, ultimately in the beginning, at the end, you get Kogo helping Mayu tag up or tag team on, uh, Roaka and then Roaka, uh, or Mayu ends up finishing, um, Roaka with a crucifix bomb, uh, for the win. Decent match. Uh, then you get Azumi versus Rena the normal Rena um in a high speed match and yeah. this was a, a- more- age
1: versus youth you know
0: <laughs> yeah 16 versus 19 yeah.
1: you know <laughs> old versus young
0: yeah so uh this match is good it wasn't a high speed match they just basically went out there and said let's have one of the- let's try to have a very good regular match and like Azumi will be just Azumi so like we can call it a high speed match. But uh at the end, uh Azumi ended up uh beating her by converting a move into a European clutch like the Saber bridge over deal. Um ended up giving this uh three and a quarter. This is like the this is one of the worst uh yeah, probably it is the worst um high speed match of Azumi's reign, but like, you know, we're talking about normally like three and three quarters out the out the box. But uh Yeah, so then you end up getting the <laughs> the queen's quest b team of uh, amasaki hina and uh lady c versus risa Sarah suzu uh suzuki and uh karumi versus mina unagi and hakari this hakari's filling in for nasapoy so it's a captain's fall match so uh Hakari is is, I think no. Mina is the captain for Queens. Qu- or sorry, for uh, Cosmic Angels. Uh, C I believe is the captain for Queens Quest, and Risa Sarah is the captain for uh, Prominence. And basically, like they're going back and forth. It's really just a Prominence versus Cosmic Angels match where they got to throw the B team Queens Quest team in here so they uh they eliminated C early and got him out of there and because Unagi and Risa are in the same are both in the uh red block and Mina and uh Sousa are both in the blue block they're naturally pairing up together so uh this match is fine once they got the kids out um Hakari looked good and then um at the end you end up with uh, Mina and Suzu come down to the flat, into the end, and then like Mina seemingly had Akari dead to rights in a pin, and then like Risa interfered and Suzu reversed it and got the win, or hit her with a mo- hit her with a, a a move, and then actually caught her with her flash pin and pinned her. I end up giving this uh, three and a half, and then like at the end, like Unagi was drawn with uh, Risa and Mina was drawn with Suzu, and it was more it was to preview the five star Grand Prix, uh, but it's a very good match. Um then you end up with uh the trio's title of the match um Momo, Kid, and Saki versus Julia, Micah, and Hameka. The top three of Donald Mondo. And this match is very good, and I like the twist turns, and the final stretch comes down to oh actually like you have Momo Um and Micah. Playing off some of the stuff they've done in in, in past times, uh, of like club versus kicks, and like it's very fun when they're beating the crap out of each other. Uh, but the and stretch comes down to Saki and <laughs> and Julia. And Saki and Julia have had this little mini thing over the past few months of like Julia keeps finding new members of a new like variations of Domino Mono members to challenge uh, Oedo time for these trios belts and she keeps fucking losing. Uh, and like at the same time, Julia and Saki end up in the ring together. And they're always like the, the, the deciding factor on like who wins the champ, like the setup match and who ends up losing the title match. And like this happened again. And like, you know what it is. Julia beating the shit out of Saki. Saki's, Trying to get her up, to, or Julia's trying to get her over here with a glorious driver or something. <laughs> and then, like, Saki plays dead. And you know, like, that fucking crucifix pin's coming. And, like, Julia is able to counter it once or twice, or whatever else. And eventually, like, Julia, even her own counter to her to her crucifix pin and get her own flash pin. But, like, everybody in Yasaki's breaking it up. And then eventually, like, they, uh, Mihime, like, just destroys. Kid, and Momo, in like, is now Julia with my Hime about to triple-team Saki, and Saki's already had her ass beat, so, like, Julia has, uh, Saki up, and they're, and Mai and, uh, Himeka are both coming off the ropes and hit a double lariat. Saki ducks, they lariat, uh, they lariat Julia, Kid and Momo throw Micah and Himeka out the ring, and sure enough, here comes the fucking flash crucifix pen and they pin julia and i was like the mud continues <laughs> like this loses like this isn't some imagined losing streak this is a real thing they are building for them of like they can't win shit they walk people have defected from them they can't win shit people are people are saying i'd rather i'd rather you know I'd rather team up with my my biggest right, the person I've been chasing the whole time I've been in this company than be with you losers anymore, and, like, Julia sent out a, a tweet earlier today or, or the day after the show, was like, the the fog still hasn't cleared. I fucking howled Like, <laughs> this woman is lost and is struggling and is pressing and trying to find ways to get out of this, and, like, they're setting up this table for her to, like, to run through this tournament, and, like, I'm... I love it. Like she's going to run through this tournament. She's going to win this block or she's going to be on the precipice. And, uh, and we'll see what Suzu has to say about it. But like, I find this intriguing, uh, uh, for now, like, but you know, that they've been to bounce back at some point by the end of this year, they're going to bounce back. Whether she, whether Julia wins this grand prix or not, Yana is going to bounce back in some major way. And like the get back is going to be great. Like yeah we you know we came in here dominating we yeah, doing we our jobs down. now but we finna come back you best believe uh so then the uh, white belt match uh Saki versus uh oh, sorry match. all cap Saki oh yeah you're right uh tag match Azuki and Kaguma versus Mariah and Ami and for as much shit as I gave their match uh their first tag match this match was so much better. Obviously, it didn't go as long, but the finding the ending stretch, you end up with Hazuki and uh, Ami in the ring, and like there's a there is a spot where like Ami is just being a shadow out of Hazuki, and Hazuki gets a Lamai Strong Cradle, and Ami was ready for it, and she trapped her in the pin, and she hooked the leg, and like she near fall, kicked it two point nine nine nine, and then the match continued the more, and it had Hazuki on the looks like it's in the hope. And then eventually she escapes and ends up getting Hazuki strong in the win. Uh, I gave this uh three or three quarters. I could be convinced of four. I was I was really impressed by Hazuki in this match and like the, the hot tag they built towards Suzuki by you know Kukuma getting harassed beat by those giants, uh them ruffians. And like I they're they're just such a good fucking tag team. They're such a good tag team. Um after the match, um they nominate Tam and Nasapoy so, we'll see whenever that happens. I'm assuming it's going to happen, um, uh, the next pay-per-view, uh, or not the next pay-per-view, but, like, the next non-Grand Prix pay-per-view. Uh, then you end up getting the white belt match, Kamatani versus Saki, and Kamatani or Saki basically is like, i I'm here, I'm very experienced, I'm in all the right places, I don't fuck up anything, I'm solid as fuck, and i am going to like beat or i'm going to have the advantage in this match at certain points but like i'm here to like almost like do a adam cole job with with Kamatani. like i i thought that like uh i i like the story in this match i like the the back and forth and i like this the pacing and the selling in this match a lot more than uh the starlight kid match and like obviously there was no like body body part match or whatever else but like, I really enjoyed this match, and like, this is probably this is definitely on the lower end of the Kamatani uh, white belt matches. But like, this is I still gave these four stars, like, new opponent, no, no beef, no tension to really make this work, short notice or whatever else. And like, those two went out there and they had themselves an excellent professional wrestling match. Um, at the end, Kamatani ends up winning with a Phoenix Splash. Um, this was not some this wasn't a match that was trying to be super epic and a bunch of near falls. It was just like Saki has her on the ropes. Kamatani comes back. Kamatani uh, blows by her on the, on the freeway and just beats her with a star crusher and beats her with a, uh, um, a Phoenix splash And like, this is the first time she felt like, or not, not the first time, but like, she felt like the dominant champion in a way where it's like, yeah, she clearly beat somebody. It wasn't some back and forth desperate match of the titles in in the battles like you know the Mariah match or the kid match was recently. So uh great defense. Another solid defense. Um solid four stars. Uh then the main event Tam versus Shuri. Yep. They beat the shit out of each other. Shuri um,
1: decided um, she was not by the walk no Tam
0: Road. Oh, she like, walked the Tam Road.
1: Look, like, they, they gave her directions to the road and she was like, you know what? Nah.
0: <laughs> she walked the Tam she walked the Tam Road. People just use the Tam Road thing as a way to say she does too much melodramatic stuff in her wrestling. For getting the part where it's like, All right, well how about like when she does tournament wrestling? Nothing to say there? Oh, okay. Oh, we're talking about like three matches, maybe? Period? Oh, okay. Uh but yeah, uh, this match follows in line with the Kamatani white belt match that Tam had earlier in the year in March, where like we do we we wrestle we or we do mat wrestling. We end up outside. I end up working your neck. I get you outside. You counter me, stop me, cut me off. I do a big I do a big uh like spot where either you know you off off the top turnbuckle or off the apron. I take a back bump. Uh, you try to take me to. Concrete or a staging area, I escape the danger. I hit you with a uh, I, I roll you through, I hit you with a V trigger or running knee, and then I find some shit to dive off of. And uh, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know if anyone else has said this, but like uh, Tam Jack, you know, we, we make a lot of the comparisons of Tam to other wrestlers, whether it's Tana Hashi or Michelle, Tam Jack. But, but but she she found she she climbed. She, she went backstage, climbed up the same thing that, uh, DJ Pretty Dragon, uh, was working on the day before on pay-per-view, and jumped off the top of the fucking Titantron, and landed on, on Shuri, they, uh, they both make it back to the ring for the, um, to break the 20 count, um, Tam has, seemingly has the advantage, uh, after working over the neck a little bit, works over, uh, uh, it's a submission on, um, Shuri, Shuri makes the ropes, uh, tam tries to put her away early or kind of early nothing doing finally uh his you know her two big moves hit the violet screwdriver gets kicked out goes to uh goes for the uh, twilight dream shiri gets desperate she fights to the ropes she does the tomohuro ishii and, and because her, her arms are caught she can't get into the ropes she uses she bites down on the rope with her teeth mm-hmm. tam uh gets her off the ropes. And she, and she turns her sideways and uh, hits the Twilight Dream and like the super finisher, like Shuri gets her foot on the rope. Tam doesn't know what to do after that. And then Shuri proceeds to say, (laughs) Fourth quarter, I'm back. Fourth quarter, I'm strapped. She then proceeds to, uh, to, uh, open
1: up the offense.
0: Opens up, yeah, opens up the offense, uh, kicks, uh, Tam's head off. Tam uh, beats a knockout count at 10. Um Shuri goes for the kill, Tam ducks and then hits a fucking <laughs> a fucking right hook It drops Shuri. Uh Shuri get, or Tam gets her up. They're going back and forth with all sorts of kicks and and shoot head butts and and you know, Tam his one last round of big offense of like a flurry of of uh like knees and kicks or whatever else. It didn't work and then Shuri from there uh just lights her up with kicks uh took her hit her with a head kick dropped her uh and then like Tam Zombie sat up in a bridge and then like Shuri fucking clocked her took her fucking lights out or knocked her yep. fucking lights out with a a shoot kick to the head that was just gross and disgusting and thudded like a like a like a headbutt it was a a shin and then uh I mentioned, I didn't mention the part where like uh, Shuri had already hit her uh, Emerald Flosion. She ends up
1: kicked getting on, dragged in the
0: dark waters in the deep water so much by Tam that she has to use the like the uh, the one-wing Emerald Flosion. Like, I think it's the third time she's ever used it. She used it on she used it on the Tommy to win the belt. She used it to protect the belt again in March against uh Julia, and then she used it, had to use it here against Tam. Um, after the match, uh I don't know what he said, but I know what Tam said, like, when the belt was around Shuri's waist, and, like, they were respectful of each other, uh, and, like, Tam touches the belt around Shuri's waist, and was like, red belt, so close, but it's so far away, and she tells, uh, she tells Shuri, like, I'm willing to chase you to the depths of hell to get this. Uh, so, um, I think there'll be a match at some point between them, but, like, the whole story of this year, from from like the third third show of the year was like Julia and Tam are racing to the top on some John Cena and Batista shit like they are racing to the top to get to the red belt and we don't know who is going to win but like that is the the top story of the year of like those two and now we get to the Grand Prix um and we'll talk about that later in the week but like we're going to the Grand Prix and like either one of them two is winning this and, but we may even get those two in the final. And like, I can't wait for this tournament. Um, we'll talk about it later, uh, later in the week, but like, yeah, like all roads tour, to towards like those two are great, but Shuri's the final boss. And like, they got, they have, look, they got, uh, more climb to do up that hill to get to Shuri
1: <laughs> running up that hill. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a uh, really good. I didn't think it got to that, elite level that i've feel like i've seen both of them hit possibly in the past
0: they have a better match um, in them definitely yeah
1: and i was like hmm like I'm, i don't know I, I felt like i was a four and a third um same, same. <laughs> on this and i was like oh, i thought it'd be better but um it's still really good um I that that power up spot where she like yelled and then like, she
0: was like yo, you, oh, you gonna sit up? Nah, I'll just sit your ass right yeah. back down. Like, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna bug my eyes out or whatever yeah, else. Like, WWE, I'm just gonna take your fucking block off and dude, like, the yeah, was Awesome, it. awesome. Took her fucking head off. Drain damage. Yeah.
1: um Yeah, I was into this one. um Shuri rolls on. um Yep. So, how many defenses is that for her?
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Julia, Mayu, Risa, Sarah, Hameka. I think Hameka was before Risa, Sarah, um, Momo, and so I think seven, I think Seven, Yeah, 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 so V7.
1: Interesting. So she's seven months, long time, um.
0: So, in the middle of the Grand Prix, they're going to have a pay per view on the twenty first of August. So, and she said she has a name who she wanted, who she wants to face. But some people believe it's going to be Nanai. And if if and when that happens, I'm going to be fucking ecstatic because that is going to be a knockdown drag out war. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be right, that's going to be the hyper brawling, the, the hyper brawling right there. So, yeah. um we'll see but like
1: she any any chances to kumi
0: i mean she's old because they went to that draw last year that's
1: what, that's what i was getting at yeah so.
0: yeah um like yeah it could it, it could be, look sure why not look do whatever you whatever match you want to do sherry because you already did the risa sarah match the hardcore match whatever else whatever title match you want to do Go out there and do it because come because because come, you know, Russell or or sorry, the, the year end show that they're gonna do or whatever else. We don't know where it's at yet. Um that's the perfect place for Tam or, or Julia to to win this thing. Like and they have great story and they've told great stories with both of them. Like I've heard people complain about or not complain, or have had have been kind of say they've been underwhelmed by uh Shuri's Totar Rain. I've, I've
1: heard that too. Yeah, yeah. It seems, I think it seems I, like there's a lot of focus elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I think that is strictly based off of uh, her faction, right? Like, but as far as um, and also like this this byproduct of having so many gotten in pay per views that you can't properly build uh, towards, like having you know her go to they draws and have tags a lot or whatever of shows they do. Way too many fucking shows. Too way, way too many shows or whatever else. And like you know, to be fair, is like well, they do. In theory, the, the working idea is to do two pay per views per year or per week, but they're not, in their eyes, it's not a pay per view. It's like, it's just a big show that we haven't, if you want to watch it live, we give you the avenue to do it. You could just treat it like it's 2010 and just wait four days. I just can't stomach being off my phone for four days, so I just pay the money just to get it out my system. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sure that's how they see it, whatever. That's but how they uh, get you. Yeah, that's how they get me. Uh but yeah, like uh I uh, started <laughs> miss showcasing shit ain't finna get me again. <laughs> this shit ain't happening. But uh yeah, so um but yeah, like I, I just think that like she's a dominant champion and like whether and you look at the Grand Prix and the block she's in and like there's like I, I think that like we're gonna get another Tommy match for the years over too with that and like i think like if you compare like match per match defense per defense like it is very much in line with the utami thing except it doesn't have that all-time match thing on the on the thing but like if you throw that one match and it actually involves shuri in it and compared it, it is very comparable so Mm -hmm. i think people were i think people have been um overly harsh on it like there's no rush to take the belt off her she's having great defenses She's still, she's still like, unless you're saying Kamatani, um, in big matches, like she's still the best women's wrestler in the year. If I had to, uh, have a, or most outstanding women's wrestler, if I had to do a vote for it right now, uh, in my opinion, um, night in, night out, like Kamatani might have a hair better defensers or people mm-hmm. that people like more, but how about outside of the defenses? Um, so yeah, like whatever, like, they, they, look, they have treated her like a god, and, like, we are, a, look, we are headed towards god season, we are headed towards shiri season, tournament fighting, and can't wait, can't wait, but, uh, anything yeah. else? No, that's it, man. Yeah. That's you're in the show. Yeah. That's in the show. Thanks for listening y'all. Be sure to raise a on whatever app you are using. listen to this. If you are watching the stream, uh, the PayPal, the, uh, what am I blanking on? Cash app, if yeah, you're listening that. Yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, go to the description in our, the link in the description, go to the red Subscribe. circle drops uh with a uh donation. Uh besides one nation radio on on the Social Suplex podcast network, you got keep the strong style, the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Roman Washes, shit, eight bit suplex. Uh, The Great Consequences Podcast, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Meet the Press Slam, Get in the Ring, and AEW Match Guide. I felt like Excalibur just now. But uh, thanks for (laughs) listening, y'all. Later.
1: Peace. $5,000.